Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a fright. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you back to this very happy Halloween special of an episode, where tonight we're going to be talking about my film pick of the week, Halloween 2, from 1981, and directed by Rick Rosenthal. It's that sequel that David Gordon Green and Danny McBride wish didn't happen because it defeats their continuity of their Halloween ends uh, coming up and Halloween kills in their Halloween 2018. But we're going to be talking about that later on and see what Michael's up to and have to But first and foremost, I'm joined by the big John and my little John, the bold and the beautiful, the Go Geek East. Lonnie Elam. Your parents are dead. What's up, everybody? <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. We are not going to be joined by the Dean tonight because he's going back in for his third viewing of Halloween Kills with a friend who has not seen it, so... Maybe third time's a charm, and he'll come back next week and sing. He loved it, but we'll find out next week. But we are joined by that psychotic simian, the mad monkey, the prince by Mars day. Yes, get trick-or-treatle with it, monkey. Yes, keep it a monkey, keep it a fresh. This is the mad monkey broadcasting to you live from the Talking Terror Vault, where we, the Talking Terror crew, will be bringing you a very special episode. Why? Because it is Halloween, baby! So get ready for a bunch of Dr. Bad, Bad, Dr. Loomis impressions, because it is coming your way. As for the next two hours, we will be coming your ears with horror news and horror reviews and all that other cool shit that makes Talking Terror the baddest motherfucking podcast in all of the motherfucking land. So make sure you listen on Spotify. Make sure you listen on iTunes. You know what? It really doesn't fucking matter because we're fucking everywhere, baby. What's up, motherfuckers? Like AIDS. <laughs> and the clap. <laughs> like he the best scenario of the deep. I mean, yeah, there's going to be Loomis impersonations, but also really bad Italian impersonations because there's one Italian person who was in this town. And his name is Bud. We're going to talk about him later on in the show. Hey, I just want some pizza. Hey, what's up with this Michael Myers guy? Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> so, we'll pizza, find out why pizza. He wants something. <laughs> Gotta have that show. But it ain't pizza. Oh. Got <laughs> to go to the hot tub over here. Gonna have some me some jigger treats. Like, all right, all right, Bud, calm down. I oh. need me some finger therapy, baby. Finger licking good. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, baby. You know you want some of this Haddonfield sausage. We're in Illinois, baby. Are we? <laughs> I don't know. Haddonfield Mafia represent. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go get that Michael Myers. That fucking punk. Yeah, we're going to teach him a lesson. Take him out. <laughs> so we have that to talk about later on. Too. That's just a teaser because there's going to be a lot more. Uh, but uh, since the Dean's not here, I'll be taking over the horror news segment. But before that, uh, Ghoul, you went and saw Dune last week. So how was that? Long time coming, final release in theaters. So let's talk about it. What do you think? Yeah, listen, uh, it's, 
it's definitely a part one of something. That that much I can say. Uh, I'm glad I didn't wait to see it or just watch it on uh, on my television. Um, I was I was hoping to finish the book before I, I saw the movie. Uh, it's a non-factor. The movie literally, and they said it, but you know, it's it's one of those where literally the movie is covering the first half of the book, uh, very much by the numbers. There there are some. Look, visually, the movie's fucking striking. It's beautiful, and it's great to see it on a big screen. Mm. So if you do have the ability to do it, go see it in the theater, because it'll give you the proper size and scope of the world that they are building. But know very much so that this is a movie in which they are world building. Uh, this was all about a couple of introductions, a couple of, you know, a couple of key moments. It ends on very much what you would, I, I wouldn't even consider it a cliffhanger. It's more of like where it ends is like, see you next week, boys. But, you know, it's not going to be next week. It's not going to be until 2023. Because thankfully they did get greenlit for the sequel, uh, which going into this film, even though they decided to end it on that cliffhanger, they actually had no idea if they were even going to get the money to do it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they just so they just went balls deep with this thing, not sure whether or not they were going to actually be able to tell the whole story. Yeah, I think they, you know, I think they were banking on knowing that the fans were going to come out and you were going to get enough people interested to see it because it's just name recognition. But I guess they were just not giving up that cash until they they knew for a fact, and I believe it had to hit certain certain like like certain levels on the. Uh, as far as like HBO Max subscriptions and view, viewings, as well as theatrical, but I, I guess it did okay theatrically. So that uh, that that's a good thing. And like I said, that that's the way to go. If you ask me, the only thing I do regret, like I saw it at the East Brunswick Theater, and I love that theater, you know, and it was on one of their uh, one of their better screening rooms. But like I had the ability to go see it in IMAX. I just didn't feel like getting up and going. To, to the IMAX theater that early, but I bet you it would have been really fucking cool. Would have looked really neat in IMAX. Oh yeah, I'm sure. That sure is cool, man. Amazing. That that, that <laughs> is cool, man. Everything everything I've seen, like you know, seeing you know bits and pieces of behind the scenes stuff. It looks like you know they they've definitely taken their time building this movie. Like went all in, like you know sets, you know bu- building, you know actual, you know actual sets, actual props, you know, actually, even the, some of the fucking ships they built to scale for this movie. Yeah, visually, it's striking. Um, you, you can't... You, I, I can't fault any of that whatsoever. Um, my biggest issues and what I think, you know, as far as like... I just don't know if this is the kind of movie that's going to attract the average science fiction moviegoer. It's not a deep enough concept to get your heady type of sci-fi fans where you can sit there and, you know, spend hours debating, you know, whether or not, like, I mean, hell, take something like The Matrix, you know, something as simple as that. But you can sit there and, and work with all the theology involved with it and all that shit. So you got heady concepts going on one side. This movie doesn't do that. And as far as action goes, it's not fast-paced in any way. It's not a Star Wars movie. It's not even a newer Star Trek movie. It's a very 
slow, methodical, plodding type of film. It ends up falling in like this weird middle where it is almost boring um, as far as like how it's scripted and, and the way it's presented, which sucks, you know, because you kind of want something that's going to at least, I don't know, keep you fucking fully entertained and interested the entire time. Uh, but again, I did I like it? Yeah, I did. But uh, did I love it? No. Did I want to? Fucking A, I did. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. <clears throat> but at least it was an enjoyable experience visually. Uh, you know, and it was one that you're looking forward to, so it wasn't like Halloween Kills where you're like, oh, I'm looking forward to this, and then you walk out going, well, that was a fucking movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> at least Halloween Kills, I've, I've come to like that movie more <clears throat> with repeated viewings, so... <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't do repeated viewings. I, I did it twice. I was like, that is enough, sir. Like... I did my I did my due diligence. Watch it in the theater. Watch it on Peacock. I'm done. Okay. Ready for Halloween ends for this thing there. So, but uh, you know, on the movie theater front, there are two movies coming out this weekend. I don't think I'm gonna be able to fit in both uh, because I have uh, plans with the monkey on Saturday and then Sunday. I got a whole bunch of things to do. But uh, last night in Soho, Edgar Wright's film is going to be coming out on Friday, as well as Antlers, the uh, Guillermo del Toro release horror film. Uh, so definitely last night in Soho, I'm going to the theater. I don't know if it's going to be on Friday or Sunday, but one of those days I'm going to the theater and immersing myself in the 60s Jello-inspired world. Uh, I'm talking Terror Page. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, who stars in the movie, did a cover of Downtown, uh, which is fucking amazing. You guys get a chance to check it out. It's up there. But uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to last night in Soho. I'm just hoping that I'm not disappointed. But Edgar Wright hasn't disappointed me yet. Baby Driver was a little bit of a disappointment. But overall, I, I enjoy his stuff. Again, Baby Driver, though, it was a fun movie until it just tripped up at the end. It, the, yep. the last oh, act, tripping. you know, tripped it up. But, you know, the rest of the movie was a, a great ride. Oh, no pun intended. Um, but, <laughs> but, it, but, yeah, it was a good, solid movie that kept you, you know, kept you your attention going and stuff like that. But, yeah, it just tripped up really hard at the end. <laughs> yeah, now he's going back to horror with Last Night in Soho. Can't wait. I know, like, cool. I know you're looking forward to it, Monkey. You're looking forward. I think all three of us are kind of just excited for this. So I'm just hoping that I go in and have an enjoyable experience. Good story. Yeah. The setting's going to be amazing. So, yeah. I've been hyped for this one, yeah. you know what I mean? Ever since seeing that first trailer for it. So yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I, I think I remember you, like, mentioning something to me about it at some point, but it wasn't until seeing that trailer that I really got what you were saying. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this definitely looks like it's. Uh, yeah going to be a, an interesting good time you know and as far as antlers go like the little bit that i know about it you know what it's a horror movie it's coming out it's yep. Guillermo del toro so you know yeah. i'll probably end up i, I don't know mm-hmm. like I, I i flirted with maybe seeing soho tomorrow uh, i know they have some showings at mm-hmm. like seven o'clock or so but it's like a two and a half hour movie mm-hmm. not to sound like an yes, old man is. but you know what you go to a seven o'clock <laughs> movie um, yep. These days, the trailers go for a half an hour, so that means the movie's not starting until mm-hmm. 7.30, which means I'm not getting out of there till like, 10 or so, and you know what? I'll probably just wait till the weekend, and I'll probably do a different feature. Maybe I'll do a Saturday, Sunday, or I don't know. Sunday's Halloween, so I don't know if I can go see anything on Halloween. <laughs> now, um, anytime we talked about the trailer, Ghoul, you were not on the show, so I just wanted to ask you, now that we are talking about last night in Soho, uh, how do you feel about the idea of Matt Smith playing a villain, man? Well, I've seen him do it already. He was in Terminator Genesis. Yes, he oh, was. was he? Yep. Yeah, he was a villain in that mm-hmm. Yes, he is. He is okay. Genesis AI. Listen, Matt Smith mm-hmm. 
he is, you know, like, like what made him fun as the doctor is kind of his intensity. You know, it's this, and as the doctor, it was like a, almost like a childish, childlike whim intensity. You know, you never knew what he was going to do because he was so unpredictable. And whenever he did do something, it was fucking intense, you know, and he's got those like dark circular, circular eyes. So I feel like it's easy for him to transition on the villain end as well. He's just as, he, he's just as magnetic as a bad guy as he is a good guy. I wish we got more of him as the villain mm-hmm. in Terminator Genesis. I mean, we only got like a small bit of that, but you know, most of that was done by, uh, Jason Jason Isaacs or, or whatever his name is. I always forget. I don't know. Yeah. The guy just looks like that one is. dude. He looks like a villain in everything. <laughs> Even when he's a good guy, that guy looks like a fucking villain, you know? He was in the uh the, the one <laughs> yeah. Planet of the Apes movie and it was like dude, like I know you're the good guy, but you're the bad guy, bro. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah, um, also since is, yeah. <laughs> also since we don't have the dean here, that means we can talk about wrestling news. Because the ghoul went ahead and dropped some shit on us uh, just real quick about how WWE has released their schedule of pay-per-views for 2022. And I just wanted to say it looks like we've got a lot more Saturday viewings for this coming year. And I'm digging it. I'm liking it. Because for once I feel like, you know... Those of us who grew up watching pay-per-views, whether it's boxing, whether it's MMA, you know, whether it's wrestling, you know, growing up on the East Coast, watching pay-per-views, you know, you always get the crap night of shit going on on a Sunday, and then you got to go to fucking work the very next day, and it fucking sucks, and you're dragging your ass. So I'm, so I'm loving that they are have more Saturdays available for us this year, just so we we can have a good time, have a party, and really really enjoy the pay-per-view instead of you know like us three that get together every pay-per-view as soon as the pay-per-view is over it's like all right i gotta get in fucking bed all right night night guys that's you yeah. you know me and the kids yeah. have chat for like another hour two hours sometimes we're like oh fuck it's <laughs> one o'clock in the morning i gotta go to bed yeah. now yeah i know it's happened <laughs> it's happened a lot You're the response i mean i'm, I'm a cl- <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> Well, it's because my ass has to be at work at 6 in the morning. <laughs> I have to be up at Me 6 too. myself, so, but still, I'll stay up. Yeah. No, I've got to be early. at work at 6. <laughs> well, most, well, you know, a little earlier, but still, we're all up at that time. Anyway. It's not like we sleep till like 10 or 11 o'clock, but still. So I'm excited <laughs> for the Saturday pay-per-views, but last night was um, NXT's Halloween Havoc, which was awesome because they had Chucky there to uh, roll the wheel. You know, and see what matches were going to happen. So they had a trick or treat uh, street match between Mandy Rose and, and Ellen Gonzalez, who is the women's champion. So now Mandy Rose is the NXT women's champion. Then of course G.G. Dolan and J.C. Jane, my two favorites, the Toxic Effect, uh, Toxic Attraction. They're now the tag team champion. So I got that. So I had a good night watching uh, NXT uh, Halloween Havoc. And then previously on Monday Night Raw, we had Man- uh, not Mandy Rose, but Liv Morgan dressing up like Chucky for her match, but she wore a Chucky-inspired costume, which I do have on the Facebook page. So very <laughs> cool to see the incorporation of horror and Halloween and, and wrestling. So, yeah, now I'm very excited for Toxic Attraction to have the tag team titles because, you know, Monkey Knows, Gigi Dolan is solely taking over as my favorite on NXT. And, you know, not so much over <laughs> Becky, but still, she, she is quite the beauty. So, glad to see that. And plus, she has a Marilyn Manson, Sweet Dreams Are Made of these. Fire, can't go wrong with that. Ah, uh, okay. 
<laughs> uh, I cannot remember her name right now, man. But you know what? There's some girl on NXT that uh, might be inspiring me to start watching it. That is for sure. Uh, yeah, Who's that? You know, oh, you don't you I don't remember the name. Yeah, at some point, I'm probably going to just randomly blurt it out because it'll it'll come to me. But, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, Gigi Dolan made me want to go watch it because I, I saw her. She was a fiery redhead with a black rose tattoo, and I was like, okay, I'm into this. And then, yeah, I just I started watching <laughs> ever since and watched every one. So, I mean, I'm a huge NXT guy. It was a lot of fun. They had a lot of Halloween Havoc fun, you know, with the Haunted House segment. You know, you know there was a lot of good times um, yeah, we can talk wrestling all night. I don't want to because we have other stuff to talk about. Um, so, <laughs> Mikey, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about before we get into our news? No, man. I just wanted to bring up the WWE schedule and, you know, again, excited about more Saturdays in 2022. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. I'm not so much a fan of the two-night WrestleMania again. I kind of want them to just do one. Yeah. I'm good. I get why they did it two nights for the pandemic, but we're over that. We're past it. Let's just get back to one night. Yeah, just one huge kick-ass night. Yeah, well, I you know, mean, six hours of pay-per-view. <laughs> I mean, unless you're going to end your pay-per-view on a cliffhanger on Saturday night, be like, oh my god, the lights went out. Now we have to fucking watch tomorrow to see how that match ends. <laughs> like, you know, give me something to come back to, but we'll see how they handle it uh, you know, next year, Saturday and Sunday as usual. But all right, so in horror news, the first thing I wanted to talk about is real estate because we all. You know, we have our places that we want to be and where we want to live. And is it going to be expensive? Is it going to be cheap? Well, what about living in a movie house? I mean, that would be fun. I mean, who wouldn't want to live in a, a, a movie location house? So located at 1428 North Genesee Avenue in Los Angeles, California, this is the home of Nancy Thompson from the original Nightmare on Elm Street. It's been seen in the various sequels. Three-bedroom, five-bathroom property is now up for sale in California for $3,250,000. So, fellas... You know, if we look in our change drawers, maybe we could pull some money together and buy that house. Oh, is that all? Oh, oh, no. 3.2 million some change. Three million two hundred fifty thousand. That's a chump change. You know, and you can Cora, get to live in a Nightmare Street house. Like I said, I just blurted it out. Cora Jade. Okay, that's my friend. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh my. With her yeah. skateboard. Oh, Very much AJ Lee what? inspired. Very much my type as far as the looks go. Yeah, no, I, I, I do like her. I like her energy very much, AJ Lee. But, no, I'll stick with Gigi Dolan because she has an ass that lasts for days. I mean, man, I just one of that part of the, watching that ladder match last night. I was like, man, thank you, Gigi, for looking the way that you do. It helped me get through that ladder match. <laughs> Um, so, so, yeah, that's the little bit of, of not real estate news. So if you have, like, $3 million and you're like, I want to live in yeah. the house where Freddy Krueger haunted it, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, it's fine. You know, five bathrooms, three bedrooms, party it up. You know, <laughs> one, just stay awake one really night. bloody bedroom. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know, you know, just you can't have it all. I and mean, you got to have one bloody bedroom. Uh, but, so, yeah, that's it's fun. And you can look at it on uh, – it's funny because you can look on Trulia, too. Um, you know, the actual listing. So it's kind of funny to see the Nightmare on Home Street house is like a serious listing for people that want to move in. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, talking about this, I'm like, yeah, but that's where Freddy Krueger was. Like, that's cool. <laughs> you know? Um, I well, just want yeah, to go through the it, it, And then if you get that house, it's like you totally have to get the car with the convertible roof and park that out front. <laughs> oh, I so would. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I would I would paint the door like red and green. Just be an ass. 
totally just, off you know, the neighborhood association. <laughs> you know, uh, excuse me, sir. <laughs> Sir, you're not allowed to do that. Fuck you. Yeah. I charge for tours in this house. Get the fuck away. <laughs> oh yeah, I would constantly be do. I would constantly be doing tours. Like that would be my my whole thing. Like I have to do tours. I have to invite people and and let them check it out. And then Halloween would be like that would be the place. I would give out full size candy bars. Oh hell yeah, man! You got to give out full size candy bars. But then you got to sit there and also, you know. You either give out full size candy bars or you got to pull up some major fucking pranks, you know, uh, to, hmm. to fuck with kids. Yeah, you have to do something would, fun, you would, something crazy. You would have to give out full size candy bars, and then you would have to have an actual actor dressed up as <laughs> Freddy <laughs> chasing yeah. little shits down the street. Let's get Robert England to come over. He's not doing anything. Dude, you want to go hang out at the house that you film? <laughs> yeah, you do? Cool. It's all coming together. All right, so feel so for those of you at you know home listening at home, feel free to go onto our GoFundMe page where we're trying to buy the Nightmare on Elm Street house because we got a fucking plan here and we're gonna make this fucking happen. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, is that Hocus Pocus two, as we all know. That was announced. No! It's officially happening. And now it is being filmed in Rhode Island, according to the Providence Journal. It's being filmed and uh, set to debut on Disney Plus in the fall of 2002. So if you are a Hocus Pocus fan and you're like, man, I want to see the Sanders and Sisters again, you got to wait a year. And then you'll get a chance to see them ah, on Disney Plus. Man, if oh, – no, it's like don't get Bette Midler work because that means she's going to sing again. All right, and yeah, mm. no, no, it's just ah, uh, I don't. Anyway, I I, <laughs> I know I know you love Bette Midler. I know you can't wait to hear her sing again. You know, maybe she'll do something. She is more the fun. wind beneath my wings. What can I say? <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe she'll do something off the Rose soundtrack, or maybe she'll do something <laughs> off of uh, you know another soundtrack that she did. Oh um, God, you guys are going. I don't really know Bette Midler that well. I was thinking of Island oh. in the Stream, but that's Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. So that's not even that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not even oh. that one. So, all right. So, Hocus Pocus fans, you are have to just wait another year, but I guarantee you probably going to like it or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Lee Cronin. <laughs> Next year, there's going to be more Hocus Pocus shit. It's Spirit Halloween's all around no. the United States. Get ready. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. So, uh, yeah. So talking about a production starting, we're going to be talking about a production ending. Lee Cronin took to Twitter this week to announce that after eight months, one COVID lockdown, and 6,500 liters of blood, and plenty of memories, Evil Dead Rise is officially wrapped production. But there's no date or release uh, scheduled at this time, but he's going to be going back home from New Zealand to start editing this thing and, and hopefully getting us a trailer by sometime next year. So again, that Evil Dead fans, cool, you're looking man. forward to that. You know, Evil Dead fans, if you're looking forward to it, uh, you know, you got uh, a little bit of a wait. But at least know that Lee Cronin is finished and he's back to the States to edit. So just have to, just to wait well, a little bit longer. But, uh, but to be honest, I am way more comfortable with them taking their time in the editing room and making sure they get it right instead of them rushing to try and get the shit out. Yeah, and, you know, just giving us a crap project. Especially, you know, if you're going to try and continue the Evil Dead universe – 
you know, do it right, make it fun, make it gory, you know, and just make it fucking wet, you know, because it, it's got it's got to be fucking wet if it's an Evil Dead movie. <laughs> uh, Six to five hundred liters of blood—that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, you know me. I, I forget things often. Now this is continuing which portion of the Evil Dead universe? I, this is a uh, this is kind of an offshoot of it. It's taking okay. place in the universe, okay. but it's really not connected to, to Ash because he's not going to be in it at all. But uh, it's going to be set in a high-rise building, and they read from the Necronomicon, and the Deadites come to attack this gotcha. uh, high-rise building full of people. So, yeah. I mean, Will, I doubt he's going to make a, a cameo. I think Bruce Campbell is just going to be the executive producer. So he just has his name on the project, but I, I doubt and he's going to show up. And, <laughs> well, of course. I mean, but who, we'll see how much money. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll also, if this, project is, if this project is strong enough, Bruce Campbell doesn't need to make a cameo. You know, like if they're also going in a mm-hmm. different direction, you know, then, then the other film then – yeah, well, I think Bruce Campbell's going to be smart enough to know, you know, no, he doesn't need to be in there. Like, unless it's like, here's super quick, you know, gas station att- attendant. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, he, but, he's just, but I think he's just going to enjoy the credit. <laughs> just yeah. enjoy that executive credit, uh, you know, uh, executive producer credit, and just enjoy his time. You know, I'm sure he visited the set, I'm sure, and just hung out. But, you know, I mean, he's busy working on his own movies as well, because he has Black Friday coming out next month uh, with him and Devin Sawa. So that's another movie that he's going to be promoting right now. And, and uh, you know, he actually did an interview recently where they asked him about elevated horror and what he thinks about those type of terms. And he says, oh, they're dumb. <laughs> you know, that's right from Bruce Campbell. They're dumb, but they're used. I mean, what can you do? But um, so there's that. But production's ending. That, movie, uh, that movie's got a, a Vanna Baccaro, whatever her name is, man, from the Shonara yes, Chronicles. Oh, my God. That girl was so hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I you know I watched the trailer. I, I was gonna bring it up because it's 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 okay. You know, it's not like a groundbreaking thing, but it's up there on the fucking terror page if you guys want to check it out. The black trailer, Black Friday trailer. Uh, but she is in it. And yes, uh, the Google is correct. No, absolutely. Um, so the next bit of news has to do with behind the monsters, which is something that the dean had brought up, which is going to be on Shutter, which is basically a documentary series talking about Candyman, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, Pinhead, all the classic iconic characters, but. This week, Pizza Hut decided to jump in on this game with Shudder and kind of have a team-up for this Behind the Monsters Shudder TV show. And Pizza Hut is going to have a special Halloween promotion that actually started today where fans are going to be able to enjoy a large original stuffed crust pizza for $12.99 and a free 30 di- a three-day trial of Shudder from today on to 1030 with code stuffed crust with exclusive early debut of the second episode of Behind the Monsters during Pizza Hut's Originals Takeover on Shudder TV. So if you have Shudder already, you can enjoy the Pizza Hut Takeover with their movies that they picked for us to watch. And if you aren't a Shudder exclusive person, then you 30 days with stuff cross code. But you got to use it by Saturday. Otherwise, it's gone. So, Monkey, you don't have Shudder. If you want it now for free for 30 days, use that code and you can get it 30 days. It's free. Goddess. Sadly, talking talking terror is not sponsored by Pizza Hut or Shutter. <laughs> but we should. I've had enough sad yeah. nails mo- mo- of, of stuff crust. Yeah, and also as much as we pump Shutter on this show, man, we definitely ought to be sponsored by Shutter and Fright Rag. We say, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Pizza Hut too. Why not? 
I mean, I've had enough sad meals in front of the sink eating pizza up stuff crust. I guess I should have my own pizza by now. Oh, no, no, no. We're not going no, We're not going there again. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, just because it's 2 a.m. and I'm drunk and I'm in my boxers doesn't mean I have to eat it at the kitchen table. I can eat it over the sink. That way, if you get any of the toppings in the sink, you can just wash it down. You don't have to pick Meanwhile, it up or anything like that. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're just angrily looking at the ramen packets going, no, I'm better than you tonight. Look at what I got. I got better. I don't need you. <laughs> Fuck you, ramen noodles. <laughs> you know, it's like you're in my house. It's like you can hear me talking. You know, when I come home from work and I bring home a better meal. <laughs> You know what? Don't need you tonight, shrimp ramen. That's right. Daddy's got his own meal, and it's called a sub from down the street. Hit the bench. That's right. <laughs> not going to get eaten tonight. Nope, that's for the other six days of the week. But tonight, I'm eating good. <laughs> sub and the tall boy of Magnum. <laughs> oh, yeah, a couple of those. A couple of those. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on from, from Shutter and Pizza Hut and the Unholy Union from Hell, as it were, there's a couple uh, NECA pieces that I wanted to talk about. Maybe just the, the wet the whistle of the monkey, because like me, he's a big fan of NECA. The first announcement on their Twitter was that they're going to have Universal Monsters meet the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. to an action figure oh. line. The first announcement delivered via their Twitter as a retro toy commercial from the 80s is Raphael as Frankenstein's monster. The figure will come with a metal chain, interchangeable hands, and a pair of lightning bolt side. So if you're a fan of that uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Universal Monsters, you got a perfect matchup from uh, NECA. Indeed. Yeah. And, and um, again, the figures that had been promised forever are slowly, slowly working their way into the stores. Um, you know, sadly, the werewolf from American Werewolf in London has, I found out now, the price tag of eighty nine ninety nine. Hmm. And oh, this thing is change. huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if if you got the money to throw around and you feel like doing it, you can. I mean, that's I, I've, there's been plenty of figures where I was like, if I had that kind of money, if I had fuck you money, I would definitely be buying it. But I don't have fuck you money. I have. Yeah. I need that money. Yeah. So I have but to save really, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but from what from what I've seen in my further research about this figure, it's it's that expensive because it seems like it's too scale to the other any state ultimate figures. So you know that's really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. No, without a doubt. Um, and and you say also teaser upcoming Bella Lugosi figure this week on Twitter. Well, it's only a shot of the count's hand in order to wish Bella a Bella-lated birth- birthday. You can expect more coming soon as far as what the figure is going to contain, accessories, everything that the ultimate figures that NECA releases contain. So they have their Wolfman, they have the Mummy, they have the Monster, Frankenstein's Monster, I should be more specific, and they're also going to have Bella Lugosi soon. So we're going to see that. I'm looking forward to it. That might be one I want to pick up because I'm a huge fan of the count, and especially that figure that the monkey gave me not that long ago for my birthday, the black and white Bella that I still have on display. With Kate and all, but yeah, dude, they they released some more pictures of the Wolfman figure, but um, this time they're doing it with the Cheney head, and man, the sculpt on that head is so fucking good, man. I was like, wow, the the, the yeah, it's oh, yeah. The, the, yeah. The, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so goddamn good. 
Yeah, it's amazing. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with, you know, what the accessories are going to be like and everything like that. But we'll see. So that's NECA. Uh, let's talk about Monster High, uh, which is a line of dolls for the girls, for the teen girls, for the, the grown girls. I know that there's a, quite a few grown oh. women out there that collect these dolls. Um, one of the things I never thought I would actually see, though, is Greta, the gremlin from Gremlins 2, is going to be getting a doll for Monster High line of toys. Uh, it's going to be available exclusively through Mattel Creations for $60. The doll comes with a heart-shaped purse with striped face on it, blood-red lipstick, and a miniature gizmo. I'm kind of confused because they made it very cute and very kind of whimsical when I thought Greta was just a gremlin in drag. But apparently not according to Monster High. No, she wasn't a gremlin in drag. Remember, she was from the, uh, the eugenics lab. Um, I thought it was a uh, yeah. boy gremlin. When they no, did all that all that genetic shit that they did and that gremlin like, yeah, like the back shit gremlin. or whatever and turned into a girl. Yeah, you had the back gremlin, you had the electrical gremlin that was like the uh, like freaking uh, Electro from Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. I think it was I, in the first gremlins in the bar you had one that was in drag. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I mean, I stand corrected. I just thought that Greta for some reason was a, a boy... Uh, gremlin just dressing up and going, ooh, like, you know, and, and blowing kisses to people. Uh, and I thought that no, would be a lot better but, as a figure. But, uh, no, no, she wanted to still, marry that guy at the end. She, I don't <laughs> think she wanted to marry him. Oh, that's right. She did want to marry him. That's right, because she had the dress she on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the whole nine yards. She had the bouquet and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see but, about that. I mean, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, this yes. figure, though, like you said, though, it, it's still upsetting. It's like to look at, man. It's like, you know, it still freaks me out. And at the same time, so just clean. like everything else, everything else with Monster High, it's like, okay, it goes against all the rules of the Gremlins if she's actually walking around in the high school in daylight. And <laughs> But that's what Monster High does. It throws away the rules anyway. <laughs> well, well, I guess. I mean, I've seen the source. I mean, they did genetically figure out a way to uh, make them so they weren't susceptible to sunlight. So, so I don't mm. know. I guess, I guess yeah. you could go that route with it. I, 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 find, the, the background I, I find the figure... He got out. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah, but then he tur- yeah, but then he turned into... Um... Oh, crap. They, <laughs> yeah, he dipped, got stuck on... They dipped him in the concrete. Murray yeah. Futterman yeah, turn, grabbed him and threw him into the concrete. He turned yeah. into a gargoyle, but that wasn't because yeah. of the sunlight or anything. Mm. No. Yeah. And it was just because he tried Murray to get away. Yeah. And this figure, though, is so bad, though, because it's got the, the gremlin head. It's got the gr- gremlin hands. It's got the gremlin legs. But they didn't bother to actually give it a gremlin body. So the neck and the chest <laughs> and all that are just, re- <laughs> are just regular white girl Barbie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all it is. Oh, so she's it's just painted. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, she's the new girl in town. Just Ooh. looking for a date for the homecoming dance. Uh, I've, yeah. I've worked with too many women that actually have like that face and that's that's what's scary, mm. man. It's like I hear them, I look at them and I'm just I'm just like, Man, you look like the gremlin girl. Yeah. <laughs> with those uh, with those lips. <laughs> and for some reason, she has oh, a little yeah. gizmo toy that goes with her, but 
I don't get that either. Like, Gizmo's your enemy, Greta. Why are you carrying around in your purse? You're supposed to be killing him. You know, <laughs> he's Kaka, remember? Stripe established that. <laughs> no, they're, they're just, oh, just going to carry him around. So, uh, <laughs> a couple more things, because I actually do have cash a grab. number of things. But, so, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of cash grabs, including over at Mondo. <laughs> Uh, Mondoshop.com, which is known for their tiki mugs of uh, different horror figures like Michael Myers, Leatherface, the fuck Annabelle. Is Mondo, uh, yeah, Mondo, Mondo is a shop that uh, specializes in tiki, but this time they're celebrating the one Halloween film without Michael Myers, Season of the Witch, with a set of their new tiki mugs that depict the three masks, the skull, the jack o' lantern, and the witch being sold as a set for $100 over at Mondoshop.com. So if you got the cash and you want to be like Dr. Chalice and be classy with your beer, yeah, there you go. You can do both. Yeah, the no problem. Nobody's judging you. Nobody's yucking your yum. You want to drink your old Milwaukee out of a tiki mug shaped like a pumpkin head from Halloween Three? Go right have it. Hundred bucks. Yeah. Again. Again, sometimes it's, it's good that we're as poor as we are, so that we aren't throwing our money away on everything like stuff like this. <laughs> Yeah, because why not? I mean, I, I just, I saw, I mean, they look cool. You could stack them, so it's kind of fun, but no. For a hundred, I would buy one. I would buy, like, The Witch, you know, and that would be it. But no, you can buy the set, so you're going to have, you know, all three of them for a hundred, which is fine. I mean, I have my Weatherface Tiki for Mondo, which is pretty awesome. I have it on display in my kitchen, so I have my one. I don't need any more. Um, so moving on from Mondoshop.com, we go to Saber Interactive the production company behind the upcoming Evil Dead, the game, and World War Z, the video game. They're currently developing a video game based on A Quiet Place. The official game is set in the Quiet Place universe will deliver an original story and gameplay that captures the compelling suspense, emotion, and drama for which the movies are famous for. Okay. I can so what, that, is man. the entire movie quiet? <laughs> well, no, think of uh, like a Metal Gear Solid type of horror video mm-hmm. game. You know, I could go with I could totally fly with that. that that's interesting. Yeah, I think uh, uh, yeah, that, it could be a good idea. Did, it could be fun. Did it say what platforms it's supposed to be released on, or is it like PC only, or is, you know? No, they're going to develop it for for consoles and PC, so it's going to be for the next gen uh, ones. So PS5, okay, Xbox, so, so, uh, so we're one. Talking, so we're talking mm-hmm. actual console game and not an app game or something like that. No, it's going to be a console game, just like Evil Dead, the video game. Now it's going to be for consoles mm. and PC. This one's going to be just the same. They're just going to be developing a, a Quiet Place game. So uh, I guess okay. they figure if they can do Evil Dead, they could do a Quiet Place as well. So and like the Google said, I'm kind of interested in seeing what they come up with because I'm, I'm not really a fan of the movies per se, but I think no. it could be probably an interesting <laughs> property for a game. Again, so whichever they release it for, I'll, uh, you know, I'll definitely be willing to check it out. You know, I'll probably mm-hmm. buy it and so, play it, just like the Friday the 13th. Yeah, game. probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as, as it happens. Um, so Zack Snyder has been prepping up Army of Thieves and the prequel to Army of the Dead. But he also wanted to just shout it out there that the early development of the sequel to Army of the Dead is on the way, and he's going to be titling the movie Planet of the Dead. So that's going to be the sequel to Army of the Dead, and I'm saying it right here, right now, for this episode. Third one comes out, I guarantee they've got to call it Galaxy of the Dead. Otherwise, they're missing an opportunity. <laughs> like, just, I, I hope, I hope that when he goes, okay, the third one's coming out, guys, and it's going to take place in space, 
Galaxy of the Dead. Because where the fuck else are you going to go? Planet of the Dead? <laughs> All right, cool. We're going from Vegas to, to you know, this other place. You know, but and then, he's gonna, then, he's, then while the zombies are going to, in space, are going to fucking run into Vin Diesel in his fucking space car. <laughs> there you go. That, that's, what, that's what really needs to be done, the marriage. Family. <laughs> <laughs> you need to put the Army of the Dead series together with the uh, with the Fast and the Furious series. Would it be that bizarre <laughs> a concept at this point? I don't think it would be. I mean, we saw a Fiero go into space in Fast and Furious Part Nine. So, is it really that hard of an idea to have zombies in the Fast and the Furious? Like, you have Vin Diesel reaching for a Corona, and it's like a tainted Corona, and it turns into a fucking zombie. <laughs> So for the rest of the movie, he's like, family. And then fucking revving the car engine. Like, oh, what are we going to do? Dumb, sick, guys. <laughs> Dawn of the Furious. You, sure, you, you sure in the last fast movie, they weren't just trying to get rid of the last Fiero on Earth by just shooting it into space? No, because they actually were like, really proud of it. So it wasn't like... <laughs> you would think you'd be upset that they weren't. They were just like, dude, this car is sick. Look at the fucking Fiero. Like, this doesn't be proud of. All the cars that you guys have driven throughout this non movie. space Fiero, man. <laughs> they just want to be space cowboys. It's space for cowboys and family. All right, Tom. Space Force. Space. No one can hear family scream. <laughs> in space you can have anything you want as long as it's a corona wow <laughs> we can only have coronas in space too that's right because we're family we drink corona I mean I see a mo- I see a planet that's been overrun by zombies and the last mm-hmm. surviving members of earth are now living on the moon and mm-hmm. that is what planet of the dead has to be that would be fun. Yeah, this colonize uh, the moon. And for some reason, there is a fucking bank vault in the middle of the moon. And they have to drill down to the moon to get it. So Batista, who for some finally... reason is alive again. Oh, yeah. no shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm... Yep. No, I'm listening. Yeah, I want to do the rest of this concept. You've got me. I was going to say, yeah, I'm continuing. <laughs> yeah, do that. He doesn't actually die at the end. Because you don't really see it. And Zack Snyder's like, whoever, we love Batista, so he's coming back. So he comes back, but he's a half zombie now. So he's like half human, half zombie, where he's just like, I kind of want to eat you, but I kind of don't. It's the bottom half. So his dick is fucking super hard like a human, (laughs) but like the upper half is fucking zombie. So he's just walking around with a fucking torque dick the entire movie, and he's just stumbling around. And they have to do this heist, right? And it's a fucking super hard heist, and there's zombies all around in the middle of the fucking moon, like in the core. And then right at the very end, Vin Diesel fucking pops in in a fucking NASA fucking outfit, and he's like, this ain't my family. And then he just fucking destroys everybody. Back onto the Fiero, and they drive to Earth with moon money. <laughs> and moon money is how they're going to reboot the currency of Earth. Oh, and this is how they're able to bring back Walker, huh? He's a zombie. See? Yeah. There is this, it's yeah. a very simple way to do it. And there's just a whole I just figured with all the space mm-hmm. shit, we finally have a reason for all the slow motion. 
That would be nice. It would be just. It would make sense <laughs> because it would be actual slow motion, not still <laughs> slow motion. It would be actual slow motion, <laughs> which would be even fucking slower somehow. <laughs> He'll just, find just a way to do it. Just as long as they don't blur it while they're doing it. That, I hate it when they do that fucking effective. Let's do it slow motion and blur it at the same time. It's like... I mean, just, ima- more yeah, cr- just imagine. That. Yeah. Wouldn't it be more crisp and more clear when you go slow motion? It's art. It's art. It's it artistic. It's, it's elevated horror. Okay? It's elevated horror. And it's they're going to make it happen. And it's going to be the slowest fucking punch that you've ever seen. It's going to take five minutes for that punch between Vin Diesel and Batista to connect. And then for some reason, John Cena is going to show up out of nowhere, and then he's going to get killed right away because we can just take care of him in the first five minutes. He's like the cold open It ain't going to fly. Vin Diesel ain't going to work with fucking Batista, dude, because Batista's bigger than him. (laughs) It's true. But that's why he has to win. That's why that's why Dom Toretto has to beat Batista. That's why he has to be the one to take the moon money back to Earth. Not Batista. He's going to cut off his head and be like, this is for family. And then cut off his head in slow motion. Like, oh, wow. Why is Batista so much bigger than Vin Diesel? But Vin Diesel's winning. I'm captivated. They need to merge this with, like, the Ninja Turtles, and they need to, like, give him, like, the ooze. So that this way, just like we had Super Shredder, we need, like, Super Dom at the end of, like, one of these movies. And then Vanilla Ice is going to show up and do the soundtrack. Go, family, go, family, go. Go, family, go, family, go. (laughs) What? Where did they get 90s Vanilla Ice? Well, we're in space. You can get anything in space. You didn't know that? (laughs) That's how it works. They, they, they'd be keeping them frozen just for this movie. That's, that's what yeah, they break them out like Captain America rights. style. <laughs> <laughs> no, like your only task is to sing the following song while Batista and Vin Diesel fight. All right, I'm down. <laughs> it would be the best movie. $100 million from Netflix. Everybody will watch I would just, it. I would just, they just it, would, it, it would be the, the greatest movie. And they will say it's the best movie they've ever fucking seen. <laughs> like, ever fucking made. Like, Zack Snyder or who? Oh, no. No. Gotta go with Dawn of the Furious. <laughs> they go to the fucking moon! <laughs> and Batista's not dead. He was so lovable in the last one. It's so Dawn many great lines. dead. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Boom. All right. You heard it here. Nobody could steal this idea. Trademarked by Talking Terror. Dawn of the Fury. <laughs> Coming soon to a theater near you in 3D. <laughs> I don't want to work in 3D, though, man. I saw With his fucking torque shock? You know how many women are going to be like, oh, my God, look at fucking Batista's junk right in my face. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, this is why we go to the movies. <laughs> Zombie Just dick this. in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Just seeing it wiggling around on a pair of gray sweatpants. Oh, they're gonna go fucking crazy. You know, <laughs> like thank you guys. I hope we get more zombie fetus in this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not even yeah. kidding. Like I want. Here's the thing. I just don't <laughs> want this thing like 
laying there. I mean, I want this thing either crawling or pulling itself around on the ground trying to eat people or full on, let's go fucking straight up gonzo with it. I want this thing like running around with like a little machine gun or some shit. You know what I mean? Just something Ooh, fucking like baby and weird. <laughs> Okay, you, I would just actually love that. Full, you just stepped into full moon territory right there. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not like Army of the Dead was fucking, you know, like it should have been full moon. It would have probably been more entertaining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did just do that movie about shorter. the baby doll. So, so yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we'll, well, that will be a great fucking movie, and I think I need to start writing that script. Send it to Netflix, $90 million. It's ours. We're going to space. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be the next 4D fucking revolution. <laughs> Gone of the Furious Dead. We need zombie so you dick. Have make... we ever seen zombie dick in a movie yet? No, but That's we can do it with Batista because he's got fucking zombo dick. It's always <laughs> fucking hard. I want to see like, all kinds of gross. fucking... Like, all gashed up looking and shit. Exactly, man. I want to see that thing looking like a fucking mm-hmm. like a fucking Freddy Krueger sausage, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just constantly fucking pulsating for some reason. And he just doesn't pay attention to it. Like, yeah, you got to show full zombie. Shit like full zombie yeah, that's outside of it. Well, that's the oh, thing, yeah. man. The, the, the king said make it 40. So, yeah, at those pus moments and shit like that, you, the audience gets sprayed. Like yeah, a, because like just a, had like, like, like a guar show, man. <laughs> it has to be because you have to have audience participation. Like if they're not getting soaked by Zombo Dick, then what's the point of going to the movies anymore? Like you lost me. Like, I mean, yeah, this is the, this is the reason. <laughs> you know, that's why I go. Yeah, to see now. Now we're creating. A, <laughs> now we're creating a new form of elevated horror by elevating the elements on which you will be involved with. So we're gonna sit there and completely get rid of what people think is elevated horror and create a new level of it. We are making elevated, elevated horror <laughs> on a 4D scale. I mean, it's it's massive. Like that's why we need to be in charge of these movie studios. We know what the audience wants. They want hot zombie cock. They want Vin Diesel fighting in space. They want moon money. They want cars. They want Fieros. They want to see Batista fucking flex his muscles and be like, check me out. Shower sequences. Tiny, I mean, yeah. Tiny we zombie know. fetus with a machine gun. Yeah, that's true. We need one of those two, preferably in a little tiny Fiero to match, you know, the tone. You know, so it has to be in a little one of those electric Fieros. You know, that you wind up, and then the baby just runs around with it and, uh, you know, shoots people. It could pull it off like mini-me. Or if you go zombie fetus, you also got to go hardcore first and have the zombie fetus work its way out of being born, and it makes itself born. Like Angry Andy when he was born. born. He probably... Like, oh, when, I, no, when I was born, I just walked out with a fedora on and yeah, that's, what, that's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. You came out like yeah. with a cigar and a mug of beer, just angry at the world. Came out with a beer and a cigarette and pissed off at Disney cartoons. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Disney movies exist, put me back in. That's not how it works. All right, well, then fuck it. 
I'll be in my room. <laughs> but but oh, You're in the okay, but Lucio, okay, but Lucio Fulci movies exist. Oh wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Maybe I'll come back out. <laughs> okay, yeah. Hold on a second, guys. You say Lucio Fulci? I heard about him in the womb. That guy kicks ass. All right, I'll be in the movie theaters. See you guys later. Anybody got an ashtray? Like, why don't they be so angry? Make it an animated movie. <laughs> like the fucking. <laughs> I pretty pretty much I, I I imagine baby Andy as pretty much the baby from um who framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> as soon as they yell cut. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm just, you know, running crimes out of my nursery. <laughs> I got you know what I'm saying here. We gotta get boobs in here. We gotta get boobs. Big ones. You know what I'm talking about? The diaper. <laughs> Whoops, I made a boom boom. Down the change me. <laughs> Anybody got the sports page? I think I gotta drop a boom boom over here. Yeah, I got I got a three o'clock meeting. I gotta be out of here. Oh, the like, fucking Red Sox lost. The fucking Red Sox lost again. What the fuck is this shit? I gotta stop putting money on the Red Sox. I'm running out of money over here. I'm gonna take my grip. I gotta repo. I think the fucking every time I hear that, every time I hear boom boom, I think sky high. You know, at the end when uh, they all get dabbed into babies. <laughs> No, I do remember oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Um, but, yeah, that is it for horror news as far as what I have. Uh, so unless you guys have anything you wanted to add, um, let's get into the movie for tonight. Yeah, let's do it, brother. Yeah. All right, so Halloween 2 from 1981, directed by Rick Rosenthal. So it picks up exactly where the last film left off. Same ill-fated characters are once again encountering the knife-wielding maniac that they thought they had left for dead. It seems the unhuman Michael Myers is still very much alive and out for revenge as he stalks the deserted halls of the Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. As he gets closer to his main target, Dr. Loomis discovers the chilling mystery behind the crazed psychopath's actions. The scariest night of the year just got a little bit longer because this is more of the night he came home. So, following to, uh, I mean... I, over the years, I, I loved it to the point where I think it's just almost a little bit better than the first one because it delivers on a little bit more of what you want, which is a little bit of the gore, a little bit of the blood. Um, you know, you get more Loomis, you get more Michael, and you get a little less of Lori, which is always fun. I'm fine with a little less of Lori Strode. Um, and I saw this movie back when I was uh, 10, and I remember it. I rented it because of the cover it looked fucking cool. And I'd seen Halloween the year before when I was nine, so I was ready for fucking Halloween, too. I was like, whatever happens, happens. And, uh, yeah, I loved it from start to finish, you know, having Mr. Sandman open it up and have the whole last time on Halloween. And then you fucking get a flashback where you fucking go, like, oh, yeah, that's right, it did happen. You got shot. That's fucking, you know, crazy. So you get the whole flashback. And then moving forward with all the, the characters that you find, there are a lot of problems with this movie. I won't uh, say that there's not. There's, there's plenty of them. Just like with Halloween Kills, there's so many things that you can nitpick about this movie, but there's something special, I think, about the Haddonfield Memorial Clinic. I say it's a clinic because it's very small, not like a normal hospital. That's just dark and desolate, and it's Halloween night, and it just hits all the right vibes for Halloween night viewing. Uh, so that's my thoughts on that. Uh, Ghoul, what do you think about Halloween 2? So, like, okay, so Halloween 2, right? Back when I was a kid and I first saw, like, this movie and obviously, you know, mm. getting into, into horror and Halloween in general, you know, I love this film. Um, it's 
it's the second movie, and it tells the story. It tells us that, you know, Lori is Michael's sister, and, and all of these, these crazy fucking details that all, like, made perfect sense, you know, for whatever reason when I was a kid. You know, when I watch it now, I, I just... You know, like, there's a bit of nostalgic love I have for it, but there's a lot of things about yeah. this movie that I don't like. And, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's a far cry from the film that, that comes before it, you know. So, so everybody that wants to lament about the 2018 movie and, and Halloween Kills and whatnot, you know, I don't know. If you're really looking back at this sequel and you're saying how, how this one is just so much more superior, I don't think we're watching the same fucking movies. <laughs> yeah, especially because they, they don't even retcon this one in 2018. So it's out of the picture. Like I said, it's being Oh, they, the show, do, so. they do use scenes from it, though. Oh, and Halloween yeah, Kills, they, they do. Yeah, they made that mistake. Whoops. Sorry, guys. Actually, that was Halloween 28. <laughs> Deleted scene. Wait a second. I know that scene. No. We'll talk about it. Anyway, Monkey, what did you think about Halloween 2? Um, this, yeah, this this movie is fun you know it's it's more laid back than the original but it definitely does not have the same feel as the original it's like you know the the original one is you know pretty much just a great great solid laid back slasher to just enjoy you know and it was written well you have the characters all talking to each other you have the friendships going on between them all you know as teenage girls and this one just seems like a definitely a bit of a stretch from the first one it's it's the writing to me felt like a stretch of a rush job um it seems like Carpenter didn't really know where, what he wanted to do with this thing, and it's just kind of all over the place, especially when we started to get into the weirdness of, you know, Jamie Lee I mean, uh, Laurie being related to Michael Myers and the weirdness going on there. It seems like they didn't have enough movie to make the movie, so they started throwing in all this other weird shit to just kind of fill time on the screen. Um... That being said, though, I still have a good time watching this. It's it's fun to watch, and it's still an enjoyable watch. But, you know, comparing to the first one, it's definitely got some flaws. Yeah, and, and, and then you bring that up about the, you know, the script. And it, it, it shows that John Carpenter didn't fucking want to do this. Like, he just he had nothing left to say about Michael Myers after the 78 film. So to have to go back with Universal and write this script, you can tell that he's just fucking bored. He just doesn't really have any cool ideas. And, 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 you know, as much as he shits on the fact that he hated making them related, I actually don't mind it, and I actually like it because it gives Michael Myers a purpose as to why he is targeting this particular person after the events of the first one. And even in the 2018 version, it would make more sense. Because if you don't give him something to do, he has no reason to be around. Like, there's just, he's just going to kill people to kill people. So I think to, to ground him like that, I personally like it because it just gives him a fucking purpose rather than him just but wandering make, around stabbing people. But they make that point in Halloween Kills too. You got to remember that. They literally mm-hmm. say it. They fucking scream it out. Michael wasn't even going after Lori. The doctor no, fucking brought him. Nope. You know, so <laughs> yeah. it's... Yep. I, I, I much, much, much prefer... 
that he's just evil incarnate. You're not even sure if this man is a human being or not. You know, like, again, like, yeah. even just the little things like the mask in the first film, how there's no eyes, it's just black. And then once yeah. they make sure to show you a ton of times in this movie that Michael His Myers eyes. has eyeballs, you know, because they have to make oh, sure yeah, the, fucking, the, the, the mask is terrible. It's almost as bad as Laurie's mm-hmm. wig. That's the same mask <laughs> from 78. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, Nick Warlock exactly just had a different shaped face. So they got they, they got the same mask. It, yeah, it just it was wrong by it? the time that they did it. For did it. they light it? Hmm? Did they light it different? Did they cut the hole bigger? Like some like no. maybe they didn't put the black shadowing inside of it. Yeah, there well, wasn't any black shadowing that I remember from the original. It just it was the well, fact that Dick Warlock's face is differently shaped, so it's yeah, tighter it, on it, his it, face. He has a little bit more of a broad chin so it makes mm. everything look tighter and pull closer so you see more of the eyes yeah. you know because it's yeah. not he doesn't have yeah. nick uh, nick castle's head nick castle's you know, so it's different yeah. yeah 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 but also it, it, mask it, the, it, yeah it's the exact same mask and the paint had actually been worn off but mm-hmm. because when when they were filming the original one um, Nick Castle would just take the mask and shove it in his pocket and shit like that. And then when he, after they were done filming, he just literally kept it under his bed. <laughs> no, Deborah Hill did. Deborah Hill oh, kept De- it. Deborah Hill did. Yeah, she okay, was a that's right. Smoker, so it stayed under her bed, and she smoked like a couple packs of cigarettes a day with that mask underneath the bed. So it started to yellow and chip and peel and just, you know, by the time that they decided to do Halloween two, it's like, ah, you know, they could throw it back on, you know, and it'll be fine. And they, you know, so. It's cool to see how different it does look. I'm sure that they could have, but they probably just figured, fuck it. They got the mask from the first one. Let's just do it again. <laughs> you know, anything that cut corners, you know, and, and make the movie, <laughs> you know, so they just figured throw back on. And, uh, you know, it does look different on his face. You know, in some, in some scenes, it looks different. And then in some scenes, I'm like, oh, that's just like from 78, you know, when he comes into frame in a lot of the scenes. So, I mean, it, it's just weird how they light it in a lot of ways, like you were saying, Ghoul. And Dean Cundy was brought back from the first one to do the cinematography for this one. So it's, you know, it's like the old band getting back together, but they just don't want to fucking do the show. They're, just, they're sitting back <laughs> stage room. You know? Well, different, different like, director, which is huge. I yeah. mean, you feel, yep. you see the Cundy shots. You know what I mean? You see mm-hmm. them. Because that guy just yeah. has such a great eye and such oh, a great beautiful. style. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, but then you also feel the ones that, you know what, were probably fiddled with a little bit, or somebody else was saying, hey, no, let's do it this way instead. Yeah, it, it's it's funny that, you know, Carpenter was the one to say, I don't want to direct it. Like, I really, I'm done. Like, I'll, I'll do the script, I guess. But then he did the script. He helped produce it. He did a lot of the reshoots. He added some scenes for the TV version. He did the score. It's, just fucking direct it at this point. <laughs> like, what is Rick Rosenthal here for? You know, it's it's just, you know, yeah. he wanted to make a movie that was like Halloween. And Carpenter wanted to make a movie that was like Friday 13th. So you saw like a battle of, you know, who makes the better movie. And it, Carpenter, when the blood's in this movie, it's Carpenter. So any type of blood that you see is because of him, not because of Rick Rosenthal. Rick Rosenthal wanted to make a quiet, very subtle suspense movie. 
And Carpenter was like, fuck it, let the blood flow. They're doing it. <laughs> now, um, before we get it, you know, into theme breakdown and stuff like that, that's the other thing I wanted to ask you about, King, is because while I was researching this movie, they were, like you just said, they were talking about additional scenes that were shot for TV, and then also apparently, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Carpenter also shot an alternate ending for the movie. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, unfortunately, I, I wasn't able to find any footage for these extended scenes and the, the alternate ending. So, you know, just wanted to a- ask you, because I know you've fucking seen it. <laughs> yeah, I, have, I have it on and DVD. Is, is, uh, I have the TV version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have the TV version. It's, they, they added a couple of scenes for, for time, because obviously they had to cut the gore out. But it's so badly edited because everything's out of place. Like, scenes that happen earlier happen later. You know, they have these weird static shots of Michael's mask. To make it seem like he killed somebody when he really didn't. Um, you know, they, they add a little bit more of why the hospital lost power. So they give you that explanation, which is, I think is the biggest thing that didn't happen in theatrical, where they're like, oh, well, all of a sudden we're dark, you know, for no reason. But in the, the TV he, version, they I showed. just assumed he cut the wires. He did. You know, but they actually, they actually go into detail, uh, an explanation as to why the power is out. Like, somebody must have cut the power. You know, they have a drop line real quick. And it's like, that's all you need. Just like, what happened? All the backup generators kicked in. And, okay, well, at least we have some power, you know. So they, they did it that way. Um, and the alternate ending is, is of Jimmy coming back at the end. He's all bandaged up, and he's like, we made it, Lori. We made it. She's like, Jimmy. You know, and they hold hands. Oh, Jimmy. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're wondering what happens to Lance Guest, he doesn't become the last starfighter. He just goes off to marry Lori Strode and become abusive. And that's what we get in Halloween H2O. But that's a for another day. <laughs> but, um, so here's that's, the question. Yeah. Is he Jamie Lloyd's dad? That's why I always took it. They never really say his name, but I always took it as that because I was like, why not? Why not make it Jimmy? What is Jimmy's, what's Jimmy's last name? Is it Jimmy Lloyd? I thought it was Jimmy Lloyd. I mean, I have to look it back up. I didn't bother for, for the show, but I think it is Jimmy Lloyd. So I have to look it up because they do have last names. Never really bothered to care to pay attention. I was like, I don't care what Janet's last name is. She's just a nurse, and she's the hot nurse. Like I know everybody's like, oh, Pamela <laughs> Susan Shoe, but no, Janet to me was was the hot one. You know, she was the one that you know, I would have went after. But um, so yeah, so that's that's what happens with that one. But with the movie, you get the whole flashback sequence to '78 with Michael trying to attack and kill Laurie. Woman's coming up and shooting him, but this time it's seven times. So you get that nice little last bullet as Michael comes <laughs> crashing out of the window. And I love the fact that the fucking place on the grass is just like a wide fat guy that just fell. <laughs> and it was like a fucking it's giant. It's like one of the front yeah. guys falling out of fucking, you know, yeah, Nibelheim know. or wherever yeah. the fuck they come from. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but it was also it was also just so much like a Looney Tunes cartoon. You know, Wally Code, he's <laughs> falling through the ground and here here's the imprint that he left. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have Loomis come running outside and seeing that gigantic fucking thing and touching it and seeing that there's blood on the ground. So, of course, he knows that Michael is bleeding and out there somewhere. The neighbor comes outside to ask him what's going on. You know, I've been trick-or-treating to death tonight. You don't know what that is. And he's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> <we> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are off to the races with Loomis because Loomis is here to do two things, to kill Michael and to fucking monologue the shit out of his scenes. Like he has to have like at least one monologue per scene. It's like it's in his fucking contract. 
They're like, well, hey, Loomis, uh, what do you think we should do? Well, 15 years ago when I was seeing Michael staring out the window, not seeing the window. Oh, do we have time for this, Loomis? Like, we're, we're fucking on a manhunt here. Oh, right. Yes. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> but... But this is also the beginning of Loomis playing a larger and larger character throughout the Halloween yeah. movies. And as mm-hmm. the Halloween movies progress, you know, I come to enjoy the Loomis character more and more. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, you know, pretty much, you know, Ahab and Moby Dick kind of thing um, of just him going around trying to get his big great white whale and, and just all the trial and tribulations he's had to go through to do this. And yeah, it just it, this is also the movie where he starts to fucking start losing his shit with Michael. Like, yeah, I know he goes full blown in part five, where he's just drunk and screaming at Jimmy Wood the entire time. But this one, it's like you, you can see that he's getting <laughs> fucking worn out, and he, he has so much to do. So where is he, Jamie? Tell me where he is. Why are you protecting him? Like, oh god, how much did you drink? <laughs> Damn. You know, this one, he, I'm getting drunk. He's only having a couple breaths. <laughs> yeah. So we have Michael kind of stalking the back alleys of Haddonfield after being shot a couple times, whether it was six, whether it was seven, we don't care. But we have Loomis running out the sheriff bracket. I shot him six times in the heart. This isn't a man. Like He's like, all right, dude, calm the fuck down, first of all. Don't fucking talk to me like that. Get your ass in the car, and we'll go look for him. You probably didn't shoot him anyway. Like, what the fuck ever, dude? Like, you know, it's fine. Yeah, but it's yeah, great yeah, to have Bracket back. <laughs> but at the same time, also, Bracket he goes between. <laughs> Bracket goes between. You couldn't have hit him six times. It's fine. We'll find him. To you know what? You fucking let him out. You dick bag. Like what? 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 I let him out. <laughs> I, I'm here hunting him down, dude. You no, know you let him out. That's what <laughs> happens. Yep. Sticking to that story. <laughs> like okay, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love you how the cops, yeah, I love how the cops are they're fucking ride them. And they oh shot him six times. You're like, Yeah, I probably fucking missed all six times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just in the streets of looking through the streets of Michael. And then you get the John Carpenter edition of Alice from across the street talking on the phone to her girlfriend, Hey, what you doing? Family's out of town. Michael sneaking into the Elrod house to take their knife. Poor old Mrs. Elrod trying to make a ham sandwich. You want mustard? You want mayo on your sandwich, Harold? You know, it's a sweet old one. You know, Michael needs that knife for one purpose only, and that's just to kill the next door neighbor. So good thing. But I love the di- line of dialogue after Michael leaves and she discovers the blood. She starts screaming. Oh, yeah. You know, this is Elrod. She's always riding her husband. He probably got tired of it and started beating her. What? What? Yeah, it's like, What? <laughs> And she's like, well, yeah, and, oh, and, and everybody's okay. fine with this? Joke. I don't think she's is. I mean, serious it's about it. She's talking to like her teenage girlfriend or whatever, you know? I just cracked up. It was funny to me. Like I cracked up. I always crack up when I hear that one. Maybe just start beating her. I mean, that's a good thing to say. Um, but she doesn't last too long because Michael's made his way. And he cuts her in the, the throat. Just, yeah, bam, and dead. and yeah, yeah, and we start to you know get the gore straight up, and it's just nice. <laughs> it's a little t- you know a little taste of what's to come because they have to have you know that little that's the John Carpenter edition of Alice being killed because you had to have something to fill in the silence, you know what's to come mm. as far as the, the slow pace that Carpenter thought was going through because then we get back to the Wallace house 
or the Doyle house rather, where war is being wheeled outside by Bud, the Italian stallion and Jimmy, the West star fighter, you know, hadn't feel Memorial's <laughs> finest, you know, as if wheeling her out and she's in her horrible fright wig. Don't oh God. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but it's when they're yeah. taking her to the Haddonfield Memorial, Bud leans over and he's like, Hey, is her old man, uh, strobe realty? Yeah. All right. Like, all right. Okay. Are you trying to buy a house right now, bud? Yeah, or, you know, but then he then he fucking cuts on the lights and the sirens like she's a fucking VIP in the neighborhood or something. Yeah. You know, know it's too, like, right? oh, you know, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, is that, the, is that the mayor's daughter? Well, let's fucking get this shit on. It's like, no, it's just, you know, fucking Laurie Strope who's Strope Realty. <laughs> oh, shit. That's the classiest real estate company in Hanfield. All right, she's getting the VIP treatment. We're running some lights. <laughs> As opposed to like, hey, look, it's that guy that has that podcast. So fucking turn the lights off. Like, we, we could just stop at stoplights. Yeah. He's not going to die. Just shut up. It's not that bad. You want to you stop and get some Taco Bell on the way? <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, dude. I want a cantina taco. Like, he's going to be fine. He's not going to bleed out. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You be, you you be sitting there, you be sitting there peeking up, going, "Can I get something too?" <laughs> Just be holding an open wound on my chest. Can I get a Baja Blast? They don't exist in 1978. This fucking decade sucks. I'll take you back to my own time. Baja Blast doing this. <laughs> what do you mean, take you back to your own time? What kind of weird shit are you talking? About? <laughs> Just shut up. My dad happens to be um. Uh, my dad also owns Strode Realty. You know, it's not my last name. Oh shit! Let's go. Anyway, go right down the road. But I also like how this movie sets up the urban legend of the knife in the apple, the blade in the apple. Love it. Is that poor fucking yeah. pirate kid? goes into the parking lot, and then you just see him drop the ice bag and that fucking blade's in his mouth. That was Carpenter and Hill trying to set up Halloween 3. So they were trying to put, like, a little Easter egg in there about what's to come for the kids on Halloween night. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They were trying early on to get that, that, uh, you know, thing going with kids and Halloween and urban legends and, you know, razor blades and apples. All right. So they tried to – Yeah, I love the level of – this nonchalance that uh, Nurse Jill gives them. Oh, yeah, go to fucking room one, man. Like, we are busy <laughs> right now. In case you didn't notice the VIP, Lori Strode's coming through here. Oh, my God, it's Lori Strode. Lori Strode? <laughs> Everybody perking up when she gets wheeled in. It's Lori Strode. Yeah. <laughs> we know. Yeah, we saw her on the news. I mean, meanwhile, you know, came with fucking Apple and a razor blade, you know, so they're fucking bleeding out of my cheek. And, you know, they're all like, yeah, guys. Fuck off, kid. It was an urban legend that, like, kind of started, like, circulating in the early 70s. Yep. So, you know, I'm sure yeah. mm-hmm. Carpenter and company, like, totally loved it, and it was something to, something to use on that. I found it totally hysterical, you know, so. And also, oh, got to great too. Carpenter originally, you know, his whole entire vision for the Halloween series was an anthology-style story. So the fact that we were yeah. coming back to Michael Myers... You know, that, that's yep. uh, not where he wanted to go with it. Mm. No. Yeah. And, and we, I know I have soft stuff for Halloween 3. So I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that the mom, like, was 
you know, so super fucking chill about, you know, their their kid, you know, getting ripped up by a razor blade. You know, she was like, would you just stop talking and just put some damn ice on it? Just fucking chill. Yeah. Like, you know, me, I'd be losing my fucking shit, you know, (laughs) if if my kid was going through that. Um, But she was a caring mom, you know, because after it's all done, she's like, let's go home, we'll play games, we'll, like, you know, watch movies. Like, you know, she wasn't like, oh, what the fuck? Like, you know, she was actually a caring mom and actually liked that. I mean, I, you know, just to see a mom actually care and want to take care of her kids. So that's happening. Uh, in the TV version of this. I like that. <laughs> I do. I wish. My mom would be like, what the fuck did you do, you fucking idiot? Like, oh, uh-huh. Probably put that fucking razor blade yeah. in your mouth to begin with. Just you don't want to go to school tomorrow, huh? Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's, that's when she'd be yelling, yelling for your brother to get the stapler and the duct tape. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It'll just be the hot glue gun. Works every time. What are you talking oh. about? Ma- Maddie G would see the blood and faint, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Just she a drop of blood makes people. You hit the ground. He'd be like, well, he'd be like Tony Soprano <laughs> with face when he fucking passes out. You know, whenever he has his panic attack. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, that's that's the way he always has been around blood. He does not do well. But just like I said, a little bit of a drop, a little bit. <laughs> The next thing you know, he hit his head on the table and passed out. <laughs> but in the TV version, when Laurie gets wheeled into the hospital room where Dr. Mixter, who is just very fucking hungover, trying to drink coffee and <laughs> do a lot of shit with needles. Um, in the TV version, there's a line where Nurse Alves goes, all right, let's get her clothes off. And I was like, whoa. I was like, we're going to do it right here? And then they cut away to Bud and Jimmy being told to go away. Ah. So, uh... <laughs> A fun little drop line of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, like the cool the we have. <laughs> it's fun. Because <laughs> they unbutton now, her shirt, and you see her bra, and all of a sudden they're like, get out of here. It's like, okay. Come on, now, you know, like, uh, Where are you gonna another do? thing besides, you mm-hmm. know, obviously Jamie Lee Curtis's wig, you know, it's... Yeah. I wish they, they would have maybe just decided, rather than doing the night after, or, you know, the, the continuing the same night, maybe we just let a couple mm-hmm. of years pass by, because even facially, you can see mm-hmm. the difference in her age, you know, and oh, I know yeah. this is only oh, yeah. two, two, three years later, but she changed yeah. so much in just the structure mm-hmm. of her overall face, like her face got more lean and toned out, Yeah. and like, looking at her, it's it doesn't even feel like the same character. I mean, it's just, like I said, this is a movie that I loved as a kid, but these are the things that are yeah. totally removing me from this film now, watching it. Well, and much like Halloween also, Kills, Lori's not really in it that much. Yeah. And, and also, it's like, it's like the ghoul said, it's like after Halloween, is like when she started working out and to, toning herself mm-hmm. up, too. So it, it changed not only her face, but her total body as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, and she she could because this was Halloween two was kind of like her swan song from being a scream queen. She was over it by eighty one. Like she wanted to do different things. She didn't want to be pigeonholed in the genre. She had done the Fog. She had done Terror Train. She had done Prom Night all within nineteen eighty. So yeah, this one she was like, all right, this is it, guys. I'm gonna go out on top in Halloween two, and I'm gonna fucking go away, and I'm gonna go you know be Hollywood. And, you know, in eighty three, I'm gonna show my tits at training places. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's where she was at, you know, when she made this movie. So she was gone oh, okay. with, as far as the slasher genre. She was done. She just did what she had to do. She felt like she was meant for better things. And, and she did do a ton of movies, obviously, afterwards. This was, like, meant to be her farewell to horror 
and, and slashers. So, but, so that's disappointing because she had to wear that stupid wig and you could tell it's a wig. And even in 20, even in Halloween kills, it's just so obviously a wig. I'm like this poor fucking woman, just grow your hair out for a movie. I mean, just, you know, just spend a couple months, grow it out, comb it and just do it. You don't need a wig because the wigs don't look good on you. They just don't work. They, they keep doing it. Like in Halloween H2O, they didn't give her a wig. They just gave her a short hair, which I appreciate. Get that hairstyle. I mean, they, they could have used the hospital as, like, you know what I mean? They could have said something like, oh, we mm-hmm. think she has a concussion, and then, like, had to shave yep. her head or something. Yeah. You know, and just use that they as could've. a reasoning for, for changing her hairstyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could have. But they could have done a lot of things, and that's why I said this is one of those nitpicks that I always had with uh, Halloween 2. But, Moving on with Wilmus and Brackett, <clears throat> they're searching the streets for Michael. They're just co- combing down every street. Wilmus is reloading the gun. Brackett's yelling at him because he's fucking reloading that gun. He's like, just shut up. All right, I didn't let him out. And my that's lead, when you yeah, happen to see somebody walking down the street. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, see, they, they yeah. see Michael walking down the street, or what they think is Michael. <laughs> yeah, and shit it, goes it wrong. The, <laughs> for some reason, he's got a coat on, and he has pants, and then he's got the mask. And he's walking with a trick-or-treat bag, you know, just kind of doing this half jog, half walk. And that's when Loomis is like, hey, Michael, get over here. Get out of the way, kids. Like, I fucking would have sprinted my ass down the street. Uh, this kid, uh, I'm going to walk across the street. Now, not a good <laughs> idea because that's where you're going to come right in the contact of a police car driven by Michael Myers himself, Dick <laughs> Warlock, who played the cop in that scene that crashes into or the, the, the uh, TV truck. How about, like, hey... Who's Michael? Like, how about you use <laughs> words and not be like a fucking creep that just decides to walk or away stop. silently? Yeah. <laughs> put your hands up and stop. Drop to your knees. Put your hands behind your back. Do something. You know, but like, I think even shit, if... Holy shit, man. You got a gun, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> Honestly, at that point, I think even if, if he had stopped, he would have still been shot. <laughs> so what Put a couple plugs there. It would have been hit by the car. Does... It would have been like a final destination <laughs> moment. <laughs> um, but, of course, you have this body burning on top of a cop car, and you have Bracket back around. Is it him? Is it him? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Guy burning on a truck? Like, I don't, I don't know. Then, like, it, it could be. And that body goes up fucking quick. <laughs> yeah. Like a dead well, Christmas tree. Tr- that's because of the explosives that were in the vehicle. <laughs> yeah, we forgot back in 78 they loaded up their cars with explosives. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's Halloween. You know, everybody's entitled <laughs> to a good scare. <laughs> or, or was it all the alcohol that was in his system when we finally do a fucking test on him? Because <laughs> he was drunk. As we find out later, that was the, the ill-fated Ben Tramer. That, uh, oh, know, man, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> when they dro- dropped the name, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Not, I, not guess, I guess Lori's not looking up with him. <laughs> no, no. Bennett. She's going to be looking up with Schramer. Bennett, <laughs> yeah. blow off some steam. <laughs> so, we have... Now get, uh, we have just burnt coming off the top of his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Hunt pulls up in in the police cruiser to inform Brackett that they found some bodies across the street from the Doyle house. So one of them is Annie. And we get introduced to Deputy Hunt, who I fucking love in this movie. Because he does have that feel of a small town deputy 
you know, not knowing what to do. There's a killer on the loose. He's willing to do whatever he has to do to help out Loomis, but just kind of at a loss because he's not used to this. Like, you know, he wasn't Haddonfield. There's no, you don't really have these type of things happen. Down. But uh, they get to the Wallace house, and that's where Brackett sees Annie laying on the gurney, and she is clearly dead. He's got to go home and tell his wife, and he has to get out of this fucking movie. Because we don't see him again. He just goes home. Which is the right move, because we don't need him. Yeah. He's off for the rest of the night. And like you said, you know, I like them bringing this other guy in just because, you know, he's dedicated to getting the job done, but also he's, you know, trying to figure it out himself, you know, because like you said, he's never been in this kind of situation. But he's, at the same time, he's keeping a cool, collected head and running the show now. Well, because you have Dana Carvey and a woman reporter standing in the background watching this whole thing go down. Yes, Dana Carvey from Saturday Night Live. Uh, wearing that little trucker hat, you know, fielding questions. Even if they don't get permission, just take it anyway, like <laughs> that type of thing. Um, but you have Bracket going, you know, God damn, you let him out. And he's like, once again, we've been through this. I didn't let him out. Like, I ordered him to be restrained. You know, you're placing the blame on the wrong guy, bro. Like, I'm trying to kill Michael, trying to help your fucking town. But anyway, go home with your fucking wife or whatever, dude. Fucking loser. You could be out here hunting Michael. Yeah. Instead, you want to go home? Fine. Yeah. So uh, meanwhile, Lumen, 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 Loomis is yeah. over there lo- lo- loading his fire. I'm going. I, I did what? Yeah. <laughs> he's ready to go back. You know, he's ready to go back out into the night. And of course, Bracket leaves, and Hunt's like, "All right. Well, what else do you need?" Like, hoping that he'll go away. I think that was his whole point of like, Loomis wants to just fuck <laughs> off now and let us do our job. And instead, he's like, <clears throat> "Excuse me, monologue time. Picture it. 1978 <laughs> Halloween night." I was out there with my gun, shooting Michael six times. I shot the devil in the chest. And if that is not Michael in that car that was burning, then he must still be out there. Like, you know, what was fucking monologuing? It's one of many because he doesn't know how to stop. He has to monologue in every fucking scene he gets to just because he needs to. Like, he needs to let it out. <laughs> just needs to, you know, go with the motion of the model. But so they're going to go back and just go to the coroner's office, which is not located in the Haddonfield Memorial for some reason. Like the coroner's <laughs> office is somewhere else. Like they never really talked about that. They're just like, oh, yeah, we're at the coroner. You're at Haddonfield Memorial. Some shit's going down. No, they're at another hospital. They're at the <laughs> other Haddonfield Memorial. Haddonfield Memorial West. <laughs> Yeah, I just I, I love the fact they, that they may, may, that. Maybe they went to the actual hospital and not the clinic. Ooh, that could be it too. Um, so sometimes they call it the hospital. Sometimes they call it the clinic. It's all the same thing. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and but it just it, they call it a clinic. It's called the hospital, but then they call it a clinic. Yeah, it's so weird. Uh, we get introduced to Nurse Karen, who is the love interest of Bud, the the EMT Woo-hoo! driver. She's driving home Darcy from a Halloween party. And for horror fans, if you kind of look closely, you could see that that's Eddie Benton, a.k.a. Anne-Marie uh, Menton, from Prom Night from 1980. Anne-Marie Martin, rather. So she was in Prom Night 1980 with Jimmy Lee Curtis. So that's kind of a tedious connection, but still fun that she came to do a little bonus scene, you know, for Halloween 2. Uh, but she gets driven home. Karen's showing up late. Meanwhile, we have an interaction between Janet and Bud that I love because – Bud's just talking and having fun, smoking a joint. Oh, you know, my friend saw Michael Myers in, in the field behind the Lost River Drive-In. She said he was so scary. 
Your friend's full of shit. He didn't even get to last night. Well, you don't have to curse so much. I think the word you just said is either hell or shit or damn. Sorry, I just get to hook up a lot. But, oh, okay. Well, I'm out of here. <laughs> Like, you know, it's just, it, it, I love Bud because he just wants fucking pizza with plenty of sausage and onions and peppers and no mushrooms because he hates mushrooms. Meanwhile, Jimmy has fucking fallen in love with Laurie Strode and wants to marry her as soon as she gets out. Like, you haven't ah. even had your first kiss yet, and already he's planning <laughs> the fucking wedding and what they're going to name their kids. Like, just relax. <laughs> like, like, she's not that great. Like you got fucking, there's Janet there that's willing to give it up right on the fucking operating table. Go with her. Apparently. <laughs> oh, even Alvis is kind of hot in like a, an older woman kind of way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in a weird way she is. But So Karen shows up for work and she works in the baby ward. And Nurse Alvis kind of yells at her. But I like the fact that you could see Michael hiding, you know, in the, in the, the baby's room. You could just see the reflection <laughs> of his mask, you know, as he goes through. <laughs> like, what are you doing in there? Nobody's got babies. Oh, yeah, I'm Michael. I'm Michael Myers. Gucci, 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 Gucci. <laughs> That's how he blows off steam. Is by like going to, he's like, oh, all right, I just got shot. I'm kind of angry. I got to kill, but first I'm going to go see the babies. Oh, look at you, Brian. Oh, you're a big boy, aren't you? Oh, Susie. What? I'm going to dangle some keys. Yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you in twenty years. Yes, I will. <laughs> no, you're gonna have sex with your boyfriend, and I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> so great, again. <laughs> because again, it's the whole thing of Michael Myers. He's in the town square beforehand and hears on the radio that she was taken to Haddonfield Memorial. He fucking walks there and gets there at the same time as Nurse Karen, who was late. To get there. Like, he's just standing and looking at it in the side view of the car. Like, okay, that's awesome because obviously he's supernatural. No way. Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. You know what I figured with that? I think mm-hmm. that he climbed into the car. He was in the trunk, and that's why there's that scene Ooh, okay. where they look in the trunk and there's blood in the trunk. It's his blood. <clears throat> oh, that's interesting. Oh. I didn't think about that. Because remember, yeah, she, had one to the dumpster whatever. she had to drop that chick off. She said she was only like five minutes away. So he probably followed them to that house, and we just don't ever see that scene. That's a, a writing issue. Yeah, so that, it's interesting that you brought that up. I'm going to have to rewatch it and just see that. Because I remember there was blood in the dumpster, but I don't remember the car. But I might, I might have just glossed over that. But um, So we, we have Michael officially at the hospital and going to work on the phones and on the, the power, so they have to be on backup power with Jimmy constantly fucking harassing this poor fucking woman who's fucking recovering from a traumatic night. He's, hey, hey, yeah. hey, you want a Coke? Yeah. You, you want to fucking hang out? You want to go out tomorrow? Like, can you fucking like, get out of here, Jimmy? Like, it's just dude, fucking you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, play the fucking game. Don't be a fucking stalker, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, every two Got minutes, her trap. Like, Nurse Alice be like, get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> it's not worth it. It's not worth it, Jimmy. Like, just wait until tomorrow. Like, wait until, like, a solid day that's, like, passed. And then, you, I mean, listen to Bud. He's like, dude, you can fuck all the nurses you want, but don't get involved with patients. This never works out. He's fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> she, her brother she is like, look, like, look, man, 
chicks in mourning, it's like the same as when you go to a wedding. You know what I mean? Like, they're sad, <laughs> they're horny, they're ready to go. You know, you got to hit either wakes and funerals or weddings. It's one or the other. That's <laughs> fine. Here but we here we have the ghoul being... with his wedding crashers guideline. <laughs> hey, whatever makes it happen, I just think Jimmy just needs to like cool it a little bit. I mean, I get it. You go in there and you're like, hey, what's up? Like, give her a little cool smile. You touch her hand a little bit. Yeah. You know, be coy about it. But then go away for a while. Don't come back five minutes later after you were told to leave. Like, just cool it. Like, you know, give her some time to rest. And then like, hey, once she remember... wakes up, you're fucking putting it in her hand, going, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. Remember that time when I came in five minutes ago and said hi? <laughs> yeah, I, I got you that Coke, so I think you owe me a little bit of a handy or something. Like, you know, but wait, like, a, like an hour, like a solid hour, you know, so the stitches have a time to, to adjust. <laughs> He's just going Maybe a half hour for the that. diet Coke, you know? Oh, that'd be nice, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we have uh, Mr. Garrett, uh, just go, uh, this one security guard in this entire hospital or clinic, whatever you want to call it, going to, to check out what happened with the power and checking out the fact that the, the rooms in the back of the hospital have been broken into, and he's going to investigate further. Janet, for some reason, does not know how walkie-talkie works at all, so she's hitting every fucking button <laughs> except for the talk button. She, well, no, she's a the girl. Knob. That's the problem. She's, she's fucking with the frequency. That's the problem. But she asked him. How does this thing work? You know, he didn't tell her. He walked away. <laughs> I guess he figured that, you know, with a walkie-talkie, all you have to do is press the one fucking button. Like, how you're not going to know to do that. But she turns it off. She it's turns it on. She turns it on. It's got those little knobs on the top and shit like that. And buttons all over the place. Like, that was like a legit official one, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then she eventually just gives up and goes away. <laughs> and what am I going to do? <laughs> Puts it down and just kind of tiptoes away as Garrett investigates the back rooms of Haddonfield Memorial until he reaches the one door where Michael's waiting with the hammer. He buries it in the top <laughs> of Garrett's skull. But it sounds like a fucking metal bat hitting on a woman in fence. Every single time I hear that, ding! I was like, is his skull metal? Is he a robot? Like, you know, why does his skull make that sound? Maybe <laughs> he's a sound. Maybe, maybe he was a veteran and had a metal plate in his head like Cousin Eddie. Ooh, maybe he's a terminator. You know, like chopped up. Could be chopped uh, Another uh, a terminator scene. Another uh, TV spot that was added by Carpenter. <laughs> yeah. But we cut back to Loomis, who's with the coroner and Deputy Hunt, looking at the charred remains of the body from the accident. And as the dentist is, uh, the coroner is scraping away at the gums that are charred, he's like, "Wow, no filling." So he's probably like seventeen. Michael Myers is 21. Then it's not fucking Michael Myers. Hey, we got to go back out and hunt him down. Like, why are we still fucking standing here? <laughs> well, like, well, that, that, my whole Michael thing Myers. with that is, it's not like, you know, 17 to 21. It's not like a 10-year <laughs> or 15-year gap there, you know? Like, wouldn't, yeah, I know. It, wouldn't it have been easier for them to have gotten Myers' dental records considering he was in a state institution? Yeah, you would think so, but no. No, they, they're moving on because now they're, the hunt's back out. Hunt's told his deputies to go back out, which Loomis thanks him for. And they end up back at the Myers house, which evil dies tonight. Ev- oh, wrong movie. Wrong movie. <laughs> Whoopsie. This fucking mob's a little different. 
<laughs> this month, a little different. They just want to break windows and go, yeah, like, you know, because fucking townies having a good time. They don't want evil to die. They just want to fucking get drunk and have a good time, break windows, the Myers house. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's all broken up when two teenagers come running up and, well, uh, hey, Stephanie Hunt, have you seen our friend, uh, Ben Tramer? He was wearing a mask and he was kind of drunk. How old is he? <laughs> 17. Oh, no. <laughs> Eh, well, we got to go, boys. We hope you find your friend. Very well. Have a good night. <laughs> anyway, and it's like, oh, no, that boy could have been the kid that was killed. All right. Loomis, set a stage. Set a light. Bring it well, in. Anyway, I Michael loved, Myers was I, the most I evil I totally man. forgot what it is. I fucking, I loved Loomis's line about the mob. It was like it was like something yeah. along the lines of like one of their tribes was killed. Yes, one of their tribe was murdered. It's awake. It's like all right, dude. I think it's just people letting off steam. But we get the, yeah. the lighter being passed to Loomis. Loomis takes the lighter from Hunt. Never lights a cigarette. But he gets fucking angry at the cigarette and throws it down once they found out that they killed the wrong person. It's like fire's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I throw that cigarette down, and they're on their way to figure out where the fuck Michael is, because now they don't know where to go, but they hear from a fellow officer that there was a break-in at the school, and <gasps> Michael got creative with arts and crafts, stabbed a picture of a kid, you know, that, a drawing of a sister, sister, and he wrote Salwen, but not Salwen, the correct way, Samhain. That's what he wrote on the class board. <laughs> yeah. it's, and for some reason... Wilma's fucking knows everything, because he has to do a fucking other monologue. Uh, gibberish, boss. No, it's not. It's Samhain. <laughs> yes, the festival of Samhain takes place on October 31st. <laughs> the end of fall, the end of summer. Oh, the you festival mean Samhain? Of Samhain. <laughs> no, Samhain. And then Marion Chambers shows up, and she's like, hey, remember me for the first one? Uh, yeah, so uh, the governor's really not chill about everything, and you've got to go back to Smith's Grove. Like, well, I don't want to go. Well, you don't have a choice, but I want to stay. Loomis, calm down. <laughs> what are we doing with Frankie? We say we're going to be okay, but I'm not okay. You know, and <laughs> so he's got to be taken back, to, you know, to the hospital. So, by the deputy. And the I <laughs> yeah, because then he gets let outside by Hunt, and Hunt's like, all right, well, I guess you got to go. And he's like, where will you even look? He's like, I don't know. And I just want him to be like, you know, Deputy Hunt, I just wanted to say, the past couple of hours with you have been the most memorable time of my life. You've taught me things that I never even knew about myself. You taught me how to love. You taught me how to be compassionate. You taught me how to smoke a cigarette. Yeah, and then they start dancing, and Loomis is like, I'm going to miss you most of all. <laughs> and then he just blows he was, a kiss to him. <laughs> I was thinking he would grab, grab him by the shoulders and be like, I want you to remember, you are my number one guy. <laughs> but I also love the fact that the, the, the officer that's in the classroom with Loomis, when Marion shows up, he looks fucking terrified. Of Marion when she walked in the room, he looks like oh 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 shit! Like rewatching that, that woman, he is fucking delivering. <laughs> he, he looks like holy shit, 
there's Marion from the first movie. Oh, my God. That's so cool. I'm in Halloween, too, y'all. Go down. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, we have uh, Michael Myers back at the hospital saying that Bud and Nurse Karen are going to get busy in the hot tub oh, and make out oh, oh, because oh, it's starting to get a little too hot. So they're making out, and Michael decides, oh, I'm going to turn up the heat. In the hot tub. Get in the hot tub. But he decides to turn up the heat, which leads Bud to have to go outside and check on it. Man, it's finger, well, yeah, it's finger something. I mean, a lot of fingers somewhere. But uh, not tonight because Hey-o. it gets too hot. But, yeah, I know. In the butt. You know, so we just we have Bud getting killed off screen, being shrouded to death. And we have Nurse Karen so, getting his towel on. Oh, come on. Hey, Bud, like. Let me suck in your fingers that, for some reason, taste like blood and, and are all dirty. Um, hmm, this is okay. Hmm. Want to go to breakfast later? Why aren't you talking? Why are you just breathing heavy? And when did you get coveralls? Oh, my God, it's not you. Oh, my God, it's Michael Myers. Like, you know, no. no, it doesn't really happen like that. She just kind of goes, oh, no, and gets started to get dunked over and over again until she is dead, which makes no sense because Michael's hand isn't burnt because I guess he's evil. His hand can't burn. Yes. Evil incarnate. He can't be killed. He can't be burned. He, <laughs> meanwhile, you know, we have our nurse here. We have our nurse here getting done like a pack of ramen. <laughs> Just slowly <laughs> getting done, getting done a little bit more and more. And, and Michael had the devil like, hand. <laughs> and it it, 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 <laughs> gentle massaging hand. <laughs> Well, because now, you know, Michael is just like, hey, I got to kill those two. What else can I do? I'll wander around for a little bit and see what else I can get into because I'm such a scamp. And we have <laughs> Lori getting another injection from Dr. Mixer, but this one turns her con- you know, catatonic with her eyes wide open. So Jimmy's like, no, to have sex with me. Somebody help. <laughs> you know, somebody help her bring her back to life. <laughs> she was going to do it. I brought her a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> That you never saw me bring her, but uh, trust me, I did. It'll be in the TV version. But, you know, somebody's <laughs> got to bring her back. So they, they are sending Janet to go find Dr. Mixter and figure out what happened to her to make her this way because obviously she had a reaction to the medication. But when she goes into Dr. Mixter's office, the shower's on. Uh-oh. Dr. Mixter isn't around until she finds him in his chair, and she does what I love in 80s horror movies. Dr. Mixter, are you okay? Miss Dr. Mixter? Oh, you're not answering me. You're just kind of sitting there. And then she has to touch the body so it wheels around, saying that Mixter has been stabbed in the eye with a syringe. And Michael, with all his surgical knowledge that he gained in one night at Haddonfield Memorial, grabs her and stabs her in the temple with a syringe filled with air. So he's reading some textbooks. He's figuring it out, (laughs) you know, how things work. I mean, I know people say that she was stabbed in the eye. I saw it again today. It's the temple. I don't no, see it going yeah, through the yeah. eye. It, it, it goes yeah, close up the eye. You see it's the temple. It's a close-up. Yeah. Yeah, but everybody, you know, always tries to say that it's it's the, it's the eye. I don't understand that. Mixture got it in the eye. She got it in the temple. But it's Doc still a cool death. You know, how Michael would know to do that, I don't know. But, again, it's like you don't want to ask a lot of questions. Because, obviously, Carpenter didn't ask a lot of questions when he wrote the script. He just fucking did it. Makes a lot of sense. You know, so once she's down and the bodies start dropping, we're left with Jimmy and Nurse Jill. They have just no idea what the fuck is going on. They just can't find anybody. 
Lori all of a sudden just hopped out of bed and she's going to go crawling around for a while after some nightmares about a kid <laughs> in a chair and some blood on a disco floor and a mom that's like, get the fuck away from me. So for some reason, she's just having these dreams now. So that's fine. <laughs> you know, yeah. She's suddenly having... <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Jimmy, on the way to look for anybody that he could find, discovers the minor surgery room. And in that minor <laughs> surgery room <laughs> is Nurse Elves who has a cord connected to her arm, which has led to a tube, and it's discovered that she has been bled out. So where Michael learned this, I guess Smithsgrove really was a great hospital because they taught you everything. They taught you how to drive. They taught you how to perform minor surgery. So you could bleed somebody out. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Michael performed minor surgery. Somebody must have taught him. Like, you know, but no. I don't... It's one of those things that Carpenter added because he thought it would be cool. And it's cool that she's, like, bled out all over the floor and Jimmy slips in it. But it's like, eh, all right, Michael's a stabbing guy. He's not getting all complicated with tubes and figuring out how to tap that vein and get his bleed. (laughs) And also, man, as as awesome as it is to watch Jimmy knock himself out by slipping and shit, you know, it's just amazing that there's nothing on his freaking – clothes later in the scene. There's nothing on his neck. His hair isn't all fucking matted up. Like, blood is thick and gross and nasty, and when it gets on your <laughs> yeah. shit, it stains. Hence why it's called a blood stain, you know? But no, no, he's clean as a fucking whistle later. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. It makes sense. Because then there's Jill, puts on her coat, and she's like, I'm going to go run outside, get to the cars, go to the sheriff's office. So all the tires have been slashed. I mean, she didn't check every car, but she checked some of the cars. So you know that they're all pretty much just flat. So she's not escaping. Okay. And she is. He, she did, yeah. he did not. He did. He did not hit the uh, ambulance because while that scene was going on, I did pay attention to the ambulance, and all those tires were fine. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, they were fine. Yeah, completely fine. It's just some cars, not all of them. But when she runs back in to go find people, she discovers Lori tiptoeing down the hallway. Oh, Lori, hey! And Michael's there to greet her too. The scalpel to the back. And he lifts her off the ground, and her clogs drop, which is a cool thing to see. And, and, and there's Joe dead. So now everybody at Haddonfield Memorial is dead. Not a single staff member left. So yeah, this is going to be <laughs> fun. Yeah, as, as Lori runs for her life from Michael, which to me it's the dullest opening of the chase sequence, is when she's running away from uh. Michael, and she hits that elevator, and she's just pounding on the button. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> it's laughable how long it takes for that elevator to come down. And Michael's still like, I'm coming for you. I'm a coming. I'm going to get you. <laughs> All right. Well, that, and you got to love him getting his arm in the elevator with the door not, like, opening yeah. itself. No, no, it doesn't. It, it, it just shuts. So she could run outside to the car where, like you said, Jimmy shows back up, but he's completely clean. So he took a shower, got dressed, and then ran outside. <laughs> the only collapse on the car horn. <laughs> I was like, yeah, there's no blood on him. What the? No, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Obviously, they didn't care either because they didn't reshoot it. Um, but as all this is happening, Loomis being let out of town by the marshal discovers from Nurse Marion that there was a file that was secret and it was sealed. And for some reason what? tonight they decided, ah, let's open it. Why not? Like, Michael's already out there. You know, so what else are we going to glean from uh, Michael Myers? Oh, look at this. They're related. Hmm. I wonder if that's why he escaped. Well, I'll be damned. <laughs> That's crazy, right, Loomis? He's like, oh, my God. Like, you know, I was just monologuing about Halloween, and now you tell me this? 
Like I was telling you about witchcraft and how they burn bodies and stuff, and now you know we have to go back. And it's I very love cool. How he just this. cuts her off, and he's just like, whatever, you know. Like she starts talking about it, and he's just like, oh well, blah 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 blah. Yeah, like he she starts talking, and he's like, you're not interesting. Anyway, let me tell you about the history of Halloween. <laughs> Until. She says, oh, they're related. And all of a sudden, he pulls out his gun. He's like, what is it your boys do? Fire a warning shot? Bang. Okay, whatever you say, woman. Going back to the hospital. Spin those tires and go back. And meanwhile, you have Lori on her hands and knees. And she's climbing on the ground. Loomis, the deputy, the marshal, and Mary go running into the hospital. She's like, help. Like, I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I was like, no, no. Like, I'll be sitting at the top of my lungs. She waits until they all go in to scream. Nobody heard her. Like, they probably made it, like, 20 feet into the hospital. You're going to tell me you didn't hear the fucking girl outside going, nobody! No, no, they didn't because they ran all the way into the hospital. Well, and Lucas was in one of the cooler shots. We just didn't see it, you know? <laughs> I know. Hey, Marshall, did I ever tell you about the time that uh, in Halloween I shot Michael Myers six times? Yeah. Shot evil. Shot him six times. With this very gun. Do you want to touch it? Would you like to hold the gun Loomis shot Michael Myers with? Oh, who's a big boy? You're a big boy. Like, Loomis, you're making me uncomfortable. No, that's okay. Shh, shh, shh. Loomis is here to protect you. That's what Loomis is here to do. Now touch the gun. Let it happen. Let it happen. <laughs> you want to go, go look at the baby? You want to go look at the baby? Yeah, I know. They're just standing by the soda machine. He's like, that's right, Marshall. Call me Daddy Loomis. Daddy Loomis. <laughs> That's like, ew. Ew. <laughs> Deleted scene. <laughs> Daddy Loomis. I don't want to call you that. Well, it's okay. It's cool. It's cool. We tried something. It didn't work. It's fine. All right. Anyway, time to find Lois Road. But so as we're going to the hospital, you get that really cool shot underneath the red light of Michael stalking her. I thought that was a great chance to show Michael off. This worked better for me. But at the same time, once she gets to that door, starts banging on it. The marshal's like, oh, look. There's a girl outside banging on the door. Better let her in. It's crazy, right? And Michael just walks through the fucking door like it's nothing. Like he fucking did a Kool-Aid man thing. He's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, wow. <laughs> he fucking Kool-Aid man that door. Like, just, yeah, like that door a, had a bar over it. He just walked through. Doors, closet doors were a problem. Right. They, they were. Yeah, Michael has a lot of problems with a lot of things. So it's just a problematic thing. So Loomis seeing Michael come in. Immediately shoots him six more times and drops the body to the floor. <laughs> the marshal's like, well, that's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. He's probably dead. No, don't get near the body. He's not dead. No, pretty sure he is. Yeah, Michael, true to form, grabs him and slits his throat. It's like, ah, can anybody just stay the fuck away from his body when he's down? Like, I would have stayed so fucking far away from that body. But no, that's fine, Loomis. Daddy Loomis, step in there. Daddy Loomis has got You assume that he's dead. He's been shot. You watch the guy get shot point blank now, you know? God just walked through a fucking glass door like it was nothing. I'm fucking walking away. I'll go sit in the car. How about that? You guys just figure it out. I'll be sitting in the car, you know, listening to some tunes. Call me if you need me, but probably just don't call me. <laughs> you know, Marion is outside trying to call the police and tell them that Michael's at the hospital. They're like, oh, who? Michael Myers. He's like, oh, yeah, that guy. Oh, we're still doing that? Oh, yeah, all right. Let's <laughs> in the car. <laughs> like, 
just that, you know, as, as Loomis and Lori are running for their lives throughout the hospital, trying to escape them, and they finally reach the operating room, Loomis has two guns, we find out. Not just one, but two now. And he gives her the fucking hand cannon. I don't want to take it. Just take it. Daddy Loomis commands it. <laughs> take the gun. Stop being a bitch. Like, oh, well, here, I don't like this. No, I'm in Daddy Loomis mode now, so anything goes. <laughs> and as he tries to shoot Michael once more, he forgets, oh, that's right, I need bullets. Whoops. <laughs> and he... He gets a scalpel to the gut because of that and falls to the ground while Lori cowers in the corner holding this fucking hand cannon of a gun, begging Michael to stop, which causes him to tilt his head but still advance to where she becomes a marksman, blows his eyes out. And it has blood tears coming down. So it's like, okay, so a girl who's never fired this gun before, which is way too big for her anyway, it's a crack shot like Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future Part 2. All right, that's fine. <laughs> Moving on. Michael is now blind. Two shots, two Lewis eyes. Never covered. <laughs> yeah, both eyes, blood tears. It's a cool look, kind of silly in retrospect, but you know just how it happened. But meanwhile, Loomis has gotten up and he's lighting up all the you know, ether tanks and all the oxygen tanks, pulling all the plugs out. You know, that's the entire fucking scene. So Michael doesn't know what the fuck that is. Is that a person doing that? Remember that lighter noise? from earlier, right? <clears throat> oh, it's going to come back into play. Because we have Loomis recovering, and after he pulls out the last of the tubes, you know, he's like, yeah, <laughs> like, what? And then it cuts you, get in now. All right, so he recovers really quick from, you know, mumbling something to, you know, clearly fucking saying, get out now. <laughs> As he, I just thought, like, get in now. I was like, all right, Daddy Loomis is fucking mad. So you better get out of here. Sounds like, sounds like Eric Cartman. Sick <laughs> my thoughts out, Lori. <laughs> All right, so he he pulls out the lighter. It's time, Michael, and blows up the fucking you know operating room. Lori goes crashing through the floor. Flames everywhere. Two seconds later, we get a stuntman in a fucking burn suit walking out. Woo-hoo! Stomp, 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 and then goes to the floor. Look, I know it's 1981. You know, it's a cool effect for 81. It looks silly now, but it's still kind of cool. The fact that they yeah, tried to do something. Yeah, it's a fun show, Michael. Uh, you, 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 from you know fire. I am about yeah, a full then, body burn, man. <laughs> and then to have him collapse to the ground, and you see the shot of his mask burning. So obviously this is the end of Michael Myers. There's no more movies after this. They, they stopped in 81. They said, you know what? We're good. We killed them. No more sequels. We're moving on to Silver Shamrock. So we get that last shot, and then we see the next day, giving a tally of 13 bodies so far as they've found. It's clearly finally November 1st. I think it's been November 1st for a while. Either that or it's the longest fucking night of the entire fucking year. The fact that it's dark the entire time. But we see Lori being went out, and I love these fucking EMTs who do not give a shit. Like, they wheel her out, and they're like, get in the fucking ambulance. You can't ride in the front with us. Just get up. Okay, like, walk into, you know, walk into the back. She's like, ow. She's ah, oh, my knee. I don't care. Like, look what just happened to everybody in that hospital. We don't want to be around you. Like, everybody <laughs> said best friend was Jimmy, and he wanted to just get the fucking, and you just, you know, now he's dead. Oh, you know, poor guy. So they just stick in the back of the ambulance, and they drive away with Mr. Sandman playing as she leaves the area, staring out the window. We don't know what the fate of Wilmis is. We know the fate of Michael, but eh, we'll have to wait until 1988. When Mustafa Akkad's like, we'll bring him back. 
It's going to be the return of Michael Myers because nobody wants to see Connell Cochran and his masks. No, they want to see Michael, you know, and we'll figure out a way to bring back Loomis too. Everybody's going to be happy. Uh, Well, I guess. I mean, honestly, if the series had ended with this one, I would have been fine. Like, I would have been like, that's a great two, and that's it. We're out. But, you know, fans want what they want. It's fine. But So that was Halloween 2 from 1981. This is our happy early Halloween episode. So next week, we're just going to be doing the Halloween hangover type episode where it's still kind of Halloween but kind of not. We're going to be in November, and Monkey in the Pick is yours. So what do you got for us? Oh, man, Halloween hangover. Yep. So if we're sitting there going Halloween hangover, we're going to sit there and mix it all up. We're going to mix up some martial arts, some weird-ass fucking shit going on, a bunch of weird-ass bombs, a bunch of weird-ass mad at Mac shit. Since we're fucking hungover and shit, <laughs> might as well just throw in some Nicolas Cage on top of that. And just, cool. we've talked about it, we've watched the trailers for it, and let's actually get into it, and let's check out Prisoners of Ghostland. Oh, that's a new one. We're doing a 21 pick in 2021. Holy shit. Is is that right. too early? Is, I, I know this is early. It's only two months old. Is this too new for everyone, or you want me to do another pick later? No, I'm, I'm fine with, with it. it. I can't wait. I, cool? I watched it, so I know right, what to expect. I can't wait to talk about it with you guys. I think you guys are going to love it. Hopefully, but we'll see. Prisoners cool. of the Ghostland next uh, week by Sion Solo. Yeah, so. All right. For the Halloween hangover. <laughs> for, yeah, for the Halloween hangover episode. All right. So, Monkey, thank you so much for joining us to celebrate this Halloween a little bit early and send yourself off. Yeah, man. And once again, thanks for listening to tonight's episode of Talking Terror. Happy Halloween. Everyone stay safe out there. And good night, everybody. <laughs> All right. And, Ghoul, why don't you go ahead and send yourself off? Stay scared, everybody. Stay scared. <laughs> so yes we'll be discussing some rage cage next week and as for me I'm your old pal the King of Horror Andy G saying thank you so much for listening happy Halloween out there to everybody enjoy the holiday whatever you do wherever you go to a haunt whether you trick or treat with the kids whether you watch some horror movies just make sure you have fun because it's our holiday where we could be fucking weird and we could be silly and enjoy the day no matter how old or how young you are just enjoy it keep America strong watch horror movies Tell yourselves, tell odorous, and we'll see you next week for Prisoners of Ghostland.